All right, here we are once again in Atlanta, Buford, Georgia, Lake Lanier Islands, beautiful Lake Lanier Islands Resort. And it is like in the upper 70s, and my wife and kids are shoveling snow back out west. Sorry, sorry, honey. <laughs> Thank you for uh, being here, everybody. We got a great couple hours of broadcast coming up in just a moment, including Jonathan Emore, the FDA Dragon Slayer, running for the United States Senate in Virginia. And we've got updates on the Arizona event and a whole lot more good news coming your way. And then surprise guests in the second hour as we are at this event, the Next Steps Conference, thanks to my friend Tia Severino. And many people here are very enthusiastic as well when I tell them about Jonathan E. Moore running for Senate. So that's great. So share the show, robertscottbell.com slash listen. There's the live chat room. And wherever else you can find us, please share the show. Don't assume everybody knows it. We are still the best kept secret in health talk media, and I'm ready to shed that label whenever you are. All right, let's crank it up. Health Freedom, Healing Liberty on the line. Super Non, let's go. The Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. The voice of health, freedom, and liberty. The Robert Scott Bell Show. Well, it is fun to hit the road from time to time, and sometimes you're on the road and you want to get home. Right now, I'm I'm okay being here because there's no snow. It's in the 70s, and I'm at the Next Steps Conference in Atlanta, Buford, Georgia. It's Lake Lanier Islands. And, uh, you know, I was joking, uh, and before we even started, my wife and kids are back home shoveling snow. I'm like, oh, my, how mean am I to leave when they have to do that? And I'm out here where it's nice and warm. Well, what makes it even nice and warmer? is Jonathan Emord. At this time every week, we are kicking it into gear with the sacred fire of liberty after having a triumphant trip out west to California, of all places, and uh, met a lot of new friends, made a lot of new friends, Jonathan, and they were uh, duly impressed with your presentation. I, I mentioned last week and a few days ago as well, one of the guys, uh, you know, filmmaker guy came up to me after, and I had him tell you too because I wanted you to hear it. It's like, I've heard a lot of politicians. I've seen a lot of politicians. Man, they're good. They can change their tune to speak to any audience and make it sound good. And the guy said, but Jonathan Emore, not a word coming out of his mouth he doesn't believe. In other words, he believes everything because he is authentic. And you know it because he's been with me for years and what we've done. And he's tackled the oligarchy. He's beaten back the FDA. Yet there's more work to be done. Now. I can't work out for you, Jonathan, but I want to encourage you to keep up your physical fitness because you're going to be hitting the road a lot more than me in the coming weeks to months to maybe year or so. And I got up this morning and I did 57 burpees in under three and a half minutes because, well, at 57, I'm required to by my gym owner, my friend who called me and said, make sure you do those burpees, even though you're not here. <laughs> well, Robert, given your exercise regimen, I was going to wish you happy birthday, but Really, what's happening is that you're getting younger and you, you exercise so much that your age is actually going in reverse. So I'm not really sure that we can say happy birthday because you're not really 57. You're more like 35. But nonetheless, happy birthday, Robert. I I have that caveat. So next year you'll even be younger, I guess. You know, I, I kind of dreaded because I remember 56 last year. Now I was at the gym. So everybody's watching you. You get a little nervous. I was like, oh, man, I got to impress everybody today. I, it, it wasn't that I just played one of the songs that was like, get me fired up. And I did. I didn't expect to do it that quickly. 
but I couldn't just do it out of the blue. You know, it's that consistency. And just like uh, what you have been consistent with your message, you know, that freedom message, that recognition that our rights come from God, not government. And living your life as an example to that and in your professional life as well. And I told some people here, like there was um, one lady that came up to me. She's one of the, the nurses that has woken up in a good way because of COVID and has done tremendous work in helping people survive COVID despite all of the, you know, you can't use hydroxy and all. And she did all these natural things and helped so many thousands of people. And she's like, you know, real conservative, loves the country. She says, oh, and I grew up listening to Rush Limbaugh. She says, I say, you know who you have to thank for that? At least partially, but significantly, Jonathan E. Moore. That story came back out. And, I, and Super Don, get, open your microphone. Show I got to show Super Don because I didn't talk to Super Don about this. It reminded me when you were in your 20s, Jonathan, a young attorney coming out of school not long after, somebody in the Reagan administration read something you wrote or something you did and said, we want you in the, was it the FCC? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and Super Don, get this. He gets a call from the Reagan administration. We want you to serve in the FCC as an attorney under the Reagan when Reagan was president. And Jonathan's response was, I don't want to come work for the FCC. Their response was, well, why not? And Jonathan says, because I don't think they should exist. <laughs> <laughs> and their answer was, that's exactly... <laughs> That's exactly why we want you. And and that was at the time where you helped to repeal or somehow remove the fairness doctrine, which was part of the limitation on freedom of speech, that uh, a Rush Limbo or anybody in talk radio couldn't exist. So you paved the way for Rush and even me and Super D to do what we do. And I had forgotten that detail that you shared. It was amazing. I mean, the, the Fowler and Dennis Patrick regimes at the FCC really pushed hard to get rid of the Fairness Doctrine. But I wrote a book at the same time called Freedom, Technology, and the First Amendment that advocated for a property rights approach to the airwaves rather than government ownership of the airwaves and explained how that could be done. And in that book, I also advocated the elimination of content and structural uh, regulations over broadcasting uh, and included within them, of course, is the Fairness Doctrine. So I advocated against that. But I also wrote law review articles at the time against the Fairness Doctrine. Um, and so, yes, I had a role to play, but I can't say that I was the deciding factor. Sure. No, but I mean, the role is significant enough. It was an important role. It was a very important okay. role. Because oh, if I yeah. remember correctly, correct me if I'm wrong, because this was a mm -hmm. little while ago. Uh, yeah. But basically, the, the liberals really wanted to get on the radio, but they sucked so bad that nobody wanted to listen to them. And so they <laughs> thought that the fairness doctor might help their their uh, their their cause a little bit. Uh, I mean, what was the name of that? What was the name of that that liberal network that they, they tried to do something with? Do you remember? I think it was Progressive, Progressive yeah. Radio Network. That's right. That's it. Yeah. And it was uh, Al Franken. Remember Al? Yeah. Franken. I mean, it had. It, and no it one just, it crashed and burned. I mean, they tried, but nobody wanted to listen to it because they, they stink. Yeah. 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 But the, the idea. Yeah. The idea of a fairness doctrine, if I remember correctly, it was like if you had a political opinion in one direction, you had to have almost simultaneously someone to balance that opinion out. So you couldn't have a radio station couldn't have a, a, a conservative because they right. would have to have a liberal that would suck. <laughs> you know, right. as far as if you had a controversy, if you addressed a controversial issue of public importance, mm -hmm. on one side of that issue, then a party could complain to the government and the government would review all the uh, 
content and determine whether you had to have an alternative view and would determine whether they would hold that against your license renewal as a broadcaster. So yes, it was a real threat. And yeah. so what happened was it caused, uh, it caused broadcasters to just avoid any uh, content that was controversial about political issues entirely. And that dumbed down um, broadcasting. So when the fairness doctrine was eliminated, that was really a watershed moment for conservatives to get into broadcasting for you, Robert, and also for Rush Limbaugh and for countless others, Sean Hannity and Tucker Carlson, everybody else who's in uh, conservative broadcasting across the United States could never have done it if the fairness doctrine were in place. Yeah, you think of how, how empty and hollow uh, our existence would be being in talk radio and Super Don, you know, going into a major network at the time, how we connected through uh, the brilliance of the freedom of speech. Now, I'm not saying every conservative host was really good. There were some wannabes and me too's that were not anywhere near the level of a Russian entertainment value, but it freed up the marketplace where a lot of people entered the industry of talk media and entertainment that had a conservative and or libertarian bent that couldn't do it before. And I mean, they have liberal talking heads, Don Lemon and all these crazy people. Uh, but the fact of the matter is that they just have little currency. The population that listens to radio, watches television, really doesn't have much uh, interest in them. So they have a very my, a small radical audience, and that's it. But uh, the bulk, great bulk of Americans listen to talk radio and to conservative broadcasting generally um, and get their news media out of institutions like Fox rather than other institutions like NPR or CNN. So there's been, it has been a, a vehicle for really uh, allowing uh, views that never would have been allowed before had the fairness doctrine been in place. And it took uh, the whole Twitter file situation for us to reveal today a new form of censorship, which is government collusion through the White House and the FBI with uh, big tech and with private uh, broadcasting media to censor conservative views. So it's it, and also views critical of the vaccine. So it's just a whole. It's gone round circle DNN. and around so the been, It is. And we're back again with censorship. Censorship is a relentless course uh, in history because anybody in power uh, typically ultimately comes to a decision that they want to control the message they communicate by censoring the opponent's views. And we see this writ large and doxing, cancel culture, all this stuff on the college campuses. It's ruinous to uh, enlightened thinking. It's ruinous to innovation. It's ruinous to uh, even understanding your opponent's views uh, as, mm -hmm. as you must in order to articulate a clear vision or clear yeah. logical thought. And Jonathan, as we speak, having more conservative libertarian views, we are not in any way, shape or form endorsing uh, the abolition of the freedom of someone who has a liberal view. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, it's, it goes yeah, all the way. Yeah, you want people who have opposing views to have their rights fully protected because, of course, there will be a moment when your views are under assault and you're in the minority. We don't all fall into a majority, a permanent majority, the dynamism of a free, wide open and robust uh, environment of free speech mm -hmm. is that uh, you will tend to be in one camp or another, depending upon the circumstance over time. Right. So 
you want everyone's views protected. It's just now that we have this environment where a lot of Democrats think that they're going to be a permanent uh, state through the bureaucracy and run the government and, and uh, in perpetuity and that they can control the rest of us by censoring everything so that only their views are heard, uh, yeah. believing that by dogmatically insisting that we hear only their views, we will come to follow and, and adhere to them. Of course, that's not working out. Um, it's, it's, there's a rebellion taking place in this country, and it is American people standing up for their own rights and interests against those who want to take all their freedom away. And uh, that fight is going to manifest itself in 2024. Yeah. And I think it's going to be a big victory year for all of us who believe in freedom. We'll see. Yeah, may they count the votes accurately, please, please, please. By the way, uh, Michael Bolden reminds me that it wasn't the Progressive Radio, it was Air America. And he's right. I forgot. They had it coming out as Air America at the time. And uh, Al Franken was on it. And gosh, who, who else was there? And it just like it, the, the entertainment value was very low. And I, and I can appreciate um, Al Franken in his books. I've read his book and it was funny. I mean, he's funny. But when it comes to his delivery, it's a whole different story. It was very disappointing. And so I don't mind, again, the political rhetoric coming from any side as long as it's engaging entertainment. Hey, look, it's Derek, Derek Rose. Join us on the Robert Scott Bell Show. Do you do you know Jonathan E. Mort? Have you ever met Jonathan? I don't believe we've met yet. But Jonathan is a guy that beat the FDA back a world record eight times in court. No one has Beautiful. ever even come close. Wonderful. And he's running for the United States Senate in Virginia. He's a good friend. He's appeared regularly with me for years now on this. We call it the sacred fire of liberty, like Beautiful. from George Washington's speech. And uh, he's going up against Tim Kaine in Virginia to awesome. bring the Constitution back to the Senate. Well, best of luck and congrats on all your successes. And don't tell anybody, but Ron Ron Paul's about to endorse him. Hey, that's so, that's not a bad endorsement to get. Yeah, <laughs> don't tell anybody. Don't tell anyone yet. No. Yes. No. No. It's, it be, how about also from the yeah. ranks of the NBA? Mike Glenn endorsed me this morning. That's nice. Mike Glenn is a. I remember growing up in Atlanta. He was a big on in the Atlanta Hawks. I think he had something yeah. to do with Chicago Bulls as well. Yeah. Bulls front guard for the Chicago Bulls. I mean, he was quite the, the star. Yes. And, uh, yeah. He And he is still a star and he's helped kids who are deaf play basketball through his charity for decades now. Um, he's, he's an incredible guy. He's a real great guy. They call him the unofficial mayor of Atlanta because it, he's really quite the influential person in Atlanta. I yeah, I love the, the people that are in, invested in freedom that do not, uh, let's say, fall prey to the the, uh, the propaganda and to be be a certain way. And uh, I, I want to get Mike Glenn on this show if we can reach out to him. I would love to. I watched him when he was playing in, when I was a kid in Atlanta, watching him play basketball. So it would be amazing. Yeah, he's a great, great man. So hope you do get him on the show, Robert. Yep. So Derek's a freedom guy, if there ever was one as well. And, you know, as we look at, uh, you know, these issues facing us all trying to decentralize and, and realize that the power should not be coming from the government, but from the people and, 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 and only that which we consent to in terms of the governed. Right. That idea. And, uh, you know, you ran for office at one point, did you not? I actually did run for mayor of Houston in 2019, and I don't know. I guess I didn't tell you this last night, but on Monday I filed the paperwork to run again this year. You're going to run for the mayor of Houston again? Wow! In November, I just I I just filed for campaign treasurer on Monday, and it was just announced on Dell Big Tree Show on the High Wire today. Well, so congratulations! It's, it's official. People yeah. can check that out at DerekRose.com as far as the campaign goes. Yeah, 
so you know i'm trying to run in the same way talk about the same things i do as an activist and as a journalist i'm mm -hmm. not particularly political i mean i have a shirt on here that says no voting because i think there's better ways to, <laughs> you know better ways to affect change yeah but i also think we're in some really dangerous and interesting times where at this point i feel like i know i can use my voice i can speak mm -hmm. intelligently enough yeah. and communicate ideas well enough and when i ran in 2019 i was on the stage with the other actual politicians and people could tell the difference between the ideas they you were authentic forth. yeah they this people is, could see that this is what i said about jonathan we were just at an event in la and one of the guys came up to me an older guy that had seen everything in politics he'd been around like 70 something years or more and he goes that jonathan emore he won't say anything he doesn't believe you know you can resonate you could feel that and that's the thing that i think is going to draw people in from all sides of the political spectrum to say we want real people with authentic views that believe in freedom and uh, I'm excited to connect with you, Derek, as well, and, and get you to connect uh, with Jonathan. Yeah, exactly. I'm happy to hear about the work you're doing, Jonathan. I look forward to learning from some of the successes you had. You know, it's it's interesting, too, because so I've been I'm based in Houston, Houston, Texas. Originally, I've been doing my work from activism on the street, protests, rallies, building community gardens, doing all that fun stuff to journalism, radio show hosts in Houston for the last 14 years. And Derek Rose, the local activist or local conspiracy theorist, <laughs> doesn't get invited to places that Derek Rose, candidate for mayor, does. That's interesting. And yeah. it's, to me, it's a silly trick, and I wish it wasn't that way, but I realized last time by entering the race, I was being invited to speak in rich neighborhoods, poor neighborhoods, black neighborhoods, white neighborhoods, Republican groups, Democrat groups, mm -hmm. and Houston, particularly on the local level, there's no parties, so I don't have to pledge allegiance to any party. It's mm -hmm. just I'm running on my ideas and on myself, which is more my Let style. Let the merits of your ideas shine exactly. through. Yeah, this is like Jonathan. He's getting invited to places where many Republicans don't get to go, and they hear his message. They go, well, that's not what I thought. Mm -hmm. I thought if you know, it's like we're changing the narrative, but one not in a, a manipulative way, Jonathan, because again, it comes from who you are. You like we do. We live, eat, sleep and breathe freedom. And we recognize the high ideals of our founders. We also recognize that many of the politicians that have since George Washington forward have not always lived up to those ideals. And we'd like to hold their feet to that sacred fire of liberty. Well, I think most people realize that their freedom of choice is being taken from them. And uh, they recognize that uh, there is a overbearing government that is depriving them of their basic rights. They feel it. They feel it when they are forced to be vaccinated to work. They feel it when they are uh, go to the grocery store and they pay uh, $12 for a dozen eggs. They feel it when they go to the gas station and pay almost four bucks a gallon for gas. They feel it when they go to school and their kids are being indoctrinated with Marxist critical race theory and they're being told that their genders are fluid and that they, even before they have any sexual scruple in their heads, they're being sexualized and told that they may not be a really a boy or may not really be a girl. I mean, all of this type of mind control, manipulation, and control generally over us mm -hmm. is, is causing people to say, hey, wait a minute now, this is not the free country that I, I signed up for at birth. I mean, I was, I was operating under the assumption that I am an American and I'm free only to discover that there is this socialist agenda working its way into every aspect of our lives and taking away those uh, predicates to freedom that are defined in the second paragraph of the Declaration of Independence. I mean, why can't we revert to that and recognize that the genius of America 
lies in the promises contained in that second paragraph. When we followed that course, we've always had prosperity. We've had the greatest freedom achievable, and we've also had the greatest individual and personal sovereignty control over our lives. And I don't, I really don't think that uh, most Americans by far have bought into the idea that they will live in poverty, impoverished, and be slaves to the state in a socialist country. I mean, I really don't think people want to wake up every morning and pledge allegiance to Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer. I mean, I really don't think so. I think in this country, we mm -hmm. stand for the proposition uh, in, the, in the second paragraph that all men are created equal, that they're endowed by God, not by government, with unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and that the very purpose of government, governments were instituted among men to protect the rights of the governed. Not to violate the, the rights of pe the people. Indeed, yeah. uh, our governments are supposed to be based on the consent of the governed, their, their organization and structure. And mm -hmm. so we have a president who uses executive orders and violates the Constitution, separation of powers. I mean, just, just uh, this last week, he's gone off on yet another trek, this time violating the advice and consent clause for the uh, the making of treaties. So he wants to enter into an accord on uh, affording the WHO total control over the response to pandemics. Uh, yeah, I was, was going to bring that up, John, Jonathan. I wanted to ask you about that because, you know, for those that have maybe been duped by uh, the sweet honeyed words of a Nancy Pelosi or a Chuck Schumer in the past, once they saw their policies come through the last three years of mandatory vaccines, mandatory masking, prohibitions on, you know, doctors who would just prescribe things that the, uh, the the CDC or the WHO said you shouldn't do, even though they knew it was working. It's it's peeled off layers from their automatic support to where they're like, what is your COVID policy, Jonathan E. Mord? What is your policy on the World Health Organization telling us how to take care of ourselves in a pandemic? And here you have Biden, as you point out, trying to establish some kind of treaty uh, uh, without the advice and consent of the to give the WHO total control over us in the next declared scamdemic, pandemic, pandemic, whatever. Yeah, he's on the verge of signing an accord with WHO that will put WHO in the position of dictating what the COVID response will be and what future pandemic responses will be. Now, um, uh, many on the on the far left have said, oh, no, don't worry about this. It's just an advisory thing. Uh, the government need not follow it. Well, let me tell you, when the executive branch acts unilaterally and signs a document that itself in, in what is it called, the zero draft portion of the WHO agreement that, that provides specifically for provisional authority. As soon as he signs it, they will have provisional authority to uh, replace American law and even the advice of your own physician with WHO mandated recommendations for treatment uh, of COVID. Now, look, Remember, it's this is the WHO that was heavily influenced by the communist Chinese beginning about a decade ago and continues to be. And mm -hmm. uh, this whole thing then is transferring fundamental power over medical care from a doctor-patient relationship to an entity that's heavily influenced by the communist Chinese. In fact, the communist Chinese now pay the bulk of the cost of the WHO. So this whole thing is really another e effort, just like ESG, mm -hmm. to 
to for the communist Chinese to insinuate themselves into our society in major ways that affect our future. And this is not an enemy of the United States that is passive. This is an aggressive enemy of the United States that wants to undermine our health, that wants to cause the United States to implode so that a socialist state can replace it with heavy Chinese influence. And, you know, this is not a prediction that is uh, to come to pass uh, in in 10 years, 20 years. This mm -hmm. is well on its way now. So what I'm saying is, if you want individual liberty and freedom of choice in healthcare, if you want health freedom, you've got to stand up against this. You have to make known to your uh, Congress critters and senators that you want this uh, opposed. Because I'm telling you, Biden is very near to signing this. There is that provisional authority provision. It violates right off the bat that provisional authority provision in uh, the zero. What is it again called? The zero, the zero draft. Uh -huh. In the zero draft, the provisional authority provision, which it causes it to take place immediately upon Biden's signature, that provision violates the uh, Article 2, Section 2 of the Constitution, the treaty-making power, which prohibits the president from engaging in any agreement of this sort without the advice and consent of sen the Senate. And so uh, you've got here, he's acting yet again in in flagrant violation of the strictures of power on the executive branch under the constitution that's because he's an authoritarian he, he is a person who believes that he doesn't have to introduce bills into congress he just acts through the executive mm -hmm. uh, bureaucracy he thinks he doesn't have to uh, present a treaty to congress he's just going to enter into it and that's we've got to stop that because look every american depends now on our movement that has been strong to defend us against the mandates and to have mandates reimposed by virtue of an international organization without legal redress mm -hmm. in the United States to block it. A treaty is the supreme law of the land. If this is given treaty status or is allowed to be assumed to be an action by the president under a pre-existing treaty, then yeah. we're screwed because then it becomes the supreme law of the land. Well, and then, then, yeah, then our, our pushback beyond the ballot box is uh, is nullification on the state and local level as well. But you think about the uh, gathering of all three branches of government into one. You've written about it extensively in the historical book you, you put together, The Authoritarians, going back from the 19th century to today that what Biden is doing is an extension of things that happened well over 100 years ago, and they've gotten away with it. And they continue to be more brazen with each subsequent president that believes in globalism or the, uh, the well, let's say the elimination of the sovereignty of any given nation, least of all our nation, under the law of nations. You know, we don't even uh, who, who reads in school, you know, Vitell or anything that set the stage for how this nation can even be. If you had any respect for the Constitution's limits on executive power, you as Biden would take this treaty that you want to enter into and first go to the Senate and argue before the Senate the reasons why you think it should be adopted. Instead, he has utter contempt for the Constitution's restrictions on executive power and wants to rule like a dictator. So he goes right ahead and negotiates directly with WHO and is fully prepared. In fact, he said he will sign this. And the consequence of doing that is to bind the United States to an agreement 
that has not been approved by the people's representatives in in the mm -hmm. Senate under the Constitution. And that that's just outrageous. I mean, look, this is not a, a, a treaty that deals with some implementation of a pre-existing treaty. This is not some treaty that deals only externally from the United States with a foreign policy related issue. This is a treaty to turn over our domestic authority to deal with COVID and future pandemics to an mm -hmm. international body that is dominated by the communist Chinese. It's bad enough turning it over to an international body, but turning yeah. it over to an international body that is controlled by the strongest enemy of the United States, you think they're gonna be, oh, so conscientious in making sure that Americans are cared for? Mm. I mean, look, they're, they're already advancing policies that promote the jab worldwide and that uh, will not investigate the origins of COVID to establish what we all know, which is that it was a man-made concoction in the Wuhan lab under communist uh, Chinese control and that it was released intentionally by China after it had been released inadvertently through their population. They left open international travel to the rest of the world while they closed domestic travel within China so that it would go throughout the world and they wouldn't suffer uniquely. They wanted to bring down the West in the process. This and is a country that has its own bioweapons program and the Wuhan lab is actually a part of the bioweapons but remember, remember the remember the lineage. I would say the criminal Fauci has engaged in things in violation of even U.S. restrictions and yeah. participated in sending that on out. So the biggest betrayal of in American history, far greater we, than anything Benedict Arnold did, although he was a traitor. I mean, yeah, in this we, case, we've got Fauci who gave the means to destroy our country and has over one million people's blood, uh, their lives, on his hands for engaging in gain-of-function research with an enemy of the United States, knowing full well that there was a distinct risk that there would be a pandemic as a result. Even telling, but after the uh, election of Donald Trump and before his inauguration at Georgetown- there would be one. That there would be, yeah. definitively, yeah. would be a pandemic in uh, America. So he was not unaware of the consequences of right. his actions and he Clearly should have to account account for it and and you know this is the problem and you know this very well the controlling uh interest the takeover of the oligarchy via the industries that are supposed to be regulated by them that is capture and it's such a disaster that it is it is an existential threat to the united states as much as a foreign enemy might be and our founders right. recognized that we would likely be taken down from within if we abandon these principles and limited government and allowed for that centralization of power and bureaucracy to be purchased by interest within our country or outside of it, that would now engage in a, a sitting president, an acting president, to sign a treaty in violation of the Constitution. Because aren't those treaties supposed to be made in pursuance with the Constitution? Well, uh, the treaty-making power, the, the full uh, limits on the treaty-making power have not been exhausted and developed by the Supreme Court. But the reality is this. The Founding Fathers intended for domestic policy not to be affected by treaties. They intended right. treaties to be used for the purpose of negotiating with foreign powers and to assist in, the, in, in international commerce and in the defense of the United States. Not but for running never, our country. They never intended for 
any foreign power to control the domestic laws of this country. In fact, they were prepared to go to war with France uh, af after um, the American Revolution based on its interference with our domestic policy in the XYZ affair and so on. Uh, that, that was a, a controversial issue during the uh, Adams administration. But the point here is that um, when you use your point, that if you try to eliminate our own domestic laws and the Constitution and its limits on power through use of the treaty power, you are doing what the Constitution does not allow. That is to say, the Constitution does not permit an accord to be entered into that dismantles the Constitution. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's sort of a, a, a basic tenet that the Constitution is meant to be kept in perpetuity until such time as the Article 5 amendment power is used by the people to create a supermajority for the purpose of amending the yeah. Constitution. It was not intended to be capable of being replaced by a, a essentially whole uh, constitutional amendation through the treaty power. So yeah, but who, treaty who's power, the, uh, the point of the, uh, you know, the, the treaty power, by the way, mm -hmm. is a co-power with the legislature. It is not a unilateral yes. executive power. And that's who, why they're for the advice and consent. It's not just advice, by the way. Right. It's also consent, which means that Correct. it has the power not to consent. And Jonathan, and, I, I ask you, uh, and I'm, and I'm so grateful that you're running that you will win in Virginia because I don't see enough noise in the Senate, much less the House, against the attempt here by Biden, you know, dangling a so-called trial balloon saying we're going to go, you know, and turn this over to the WHO. Well, there, oh, is, the there is Senator Ron Johnson who has yeah. voiced his objections, but you're absolutely right. I mean, the entire Senate should be livid and up in arms because this is an attempt to circumvent the treaty-making power, which is their province, the Founding Fathers, intended each branch of government to jealously guard its own power so as not to lose it. And in this case, there's, you know, extensive yawning going on, on in the Senate. There should, they should be up in arms over yeah. this. And they should be calling out Biden on the carpet and nailing him for yet another attempt to violate the Constitution. I just don't hear it. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, Michael Bolden, 10th Amendment Center, sending a big hug to Was Derek. That Michael Bolden? That's okay. Michael Bolden, okay. sending a big hug to you as well today. Shout out to Michael. Good to hear yeah. from you, brother. It's always great to have him here. And we try to get him on every couple of weeks now cool. uh, for a little uh, drop by for the a drive by nullification tour. <laughs> He's right? doing great work. Yes, he is. He's amazing. Uh, Derek, do you have any uh, comments, questions yeah, for Jonathan? Uh, a couple well, a couple thoughts came to mind that just as far as what you guys are talking about. One thing I want to say is that I think Jonathan's right to, uh, and you know, in general, people are becoming more critical and concerned about the World Health Organization. I did a lot of reporting on them in 2020, 2021, when Trump was still in office. And, uh, you know, when Trump made his public threat about defunding the World Health Organization, what was interesting is actually that was a statement that really had no impact because it wasn't supposed to go into effect till after he left office. So mm. it really didn't make a difference, but also through Gavi and through USAID, the U.S. continued to fund the World Health Organization. Through other organizations, NGOs, and, yeah. And, and the other thing too is that the other number one funder besides the U.S. is of course the Gates Foundation and Bill Gates has an immense influence over organizations like the World Health Organization. And I think that the reason that's important for me is because when you look at who Bill Gates is and what he represents, he represents this philosophy of technocracy. He's, he's a technocrat. He's unelected power, but he uses his money, his influence, his technology to 
For example, he's trying to geoengineer the skies and block out the sun or to, uh, oh, I'm going to go help poor kids in Africa with vaccine programs that sterilize them. These things that we're not voting for, asking for, but, you know, he's using that power. And so I think that's another thing is besides the threat or concern of countries like China, but also Mm -hmm. understanding that there's a philosophy behind this that's guiding people like these are the Mark Zuckerberg's and the Musk's and the yeah. Bezos of the world. These are the people that think you can plug your brain on a computer trip. Tra- tra- you know what they call it? Transhumanism, Jonathan. Right. Yeah. yeah. People like Gates, they have, they, there's nothing. You know, we talk about a spirit filled, you know, we're all for freedom of religion. People can have what belief they want in America, whether it's religious officially or not. But when these people are so, uh, they, they, they think we're all a bunch of machines. They're void or materialists. Materialism. only to, believe in the logical, rational. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's they a very dangerous place. They have a God complex, yes. and it's it's uh, not a heaven that any of us would want to be in, their heaven. Exactly. Uh, it's it's, it's a, a yet another attempt at a quest for utopia where certain people think it's their province to dictate how everybody else will live. And that's, uh, you know, that's the hallmark of the authoritarian mindset, that uh, if individuals are allowed to be free and to choose on their own, they will make mistakes that are unacceptable to those who have power. And that instead of allowing people to live their own lives and have their own freedom, you instead engineer their lives and dictate how they will live because it is pleasing to you and you have power. I mean, this is the same rank type of authoritarianism that, of course, drove a Joseph Stalin or an Adolf Hitler or any other authoritarian figure that has had access to power. What we want in government are people who, who understand the Constitution as, as a magnificent defense of freedom and want their country to be free, want people to have their own choices, understand that people will make their own choices and with that will have responsibility for decisions that may not be good per se, but mm-hmm. are nonetheless an example of their freedom. Unless the uh, principle of equal protection of others is at stake, there's mm-hmm. no justification for intervening. We have the definition Thomas Jefferson gave at the birth of our country of rightful liberty, which is well worth reciting and memorizing as I have. So rightful liberty is unobstructed action according to will within limits drawn around us by the equal rights of others. I did not say within the limits of the law because the law is often but the tyrant's will and always so when it violates the rights of an individual. That in a nutshell is the brilliant Jeffersonian definition of liberty that really defines the the core liberty that we must protect uh, if we are to have freedom. And it should be our goal more than anything else to preserve individual liberty. Um, and all these freaks who are like Gates who are totally dedicated to telling you precisely how you'll live. In fact, re-engineering your whole body to conform to an agenda that he thinks is best. He, he won't re-engineer his own body, but he'll, he'll gladly re-engineer yours. Now that's just, uh, you know, this, this mindset, same thing with, uh, George Soros, I mean, he wants to, he he hates the United States because it is a country of freedom. He wants to destroy freedom in this country. He wants prosecutors across the country to not enforce the laws so that we have a breakdown in society that ultimately results in revolution. And he's confident that if he's behind it and his money is behind it, that he's going to foment a communist revolution in America 
and take the greatest uh, bastion of liberty in the history of the world and sink it in a mire of an abyss of socialism. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, there are many evil people lurking out there. We have to be mindful of it. But if we don't stand up right now and really fight for freedom and put into office people who advocate liberty and are defending it on the front lines of this fight, we're going to lose it. It's going to happen because they've insinuated themselves into every part of our society, all major business, all government, and even our children through the schools. And it is really a deliberate effort to cause this quote unquote transformational change. That's Mm -hmm. the language of Schumer to take us from a country of freedom to a country of communism. Look look how successful they've been over uh, now generations, decades uh, uh, to eliminate from the marketplace the are what I would call common knowledge to me and to you, Jonathan, to Derek, of many ways to address health, healing, prevention that do not involve any pharmaceutical products. And yet those things are looked on as the enemies of the state when someone would dare bring about a natural product that even has scientific backing, as you know, because you've beaten the FDA back in the courts on selenium and other issues that that is looked on as something more severe and a, and a d- danger to the, the republic, so to speak, than any foreign invader, that they will find you having a product, a natural product in the marketplace in 24 hours or less, fine you, threaten you with jail, loss of your freedom and everything, as if the end of the world is nigh if we don't stop you from bringing something natural to the marketplace for health and healing. It's been one of the most successful ways to weaken, I believe, the American people Because when you weaken them physically, the mind and the emotions, all of those things follow uh, necessarily in that way. And they can't stand for the freedom that we talk about standing for. So the First Amendment to the Constitution casts our lot as a people and the proposition that individuals ought to be trusted to evaluate for themselves the worth of speech offerings. They ought to be entrusted with no prior restraint in the ability to evaluate information and decide what is best for themselves. And that uh, whole regime of the First Amendment denies government any power over speech and press. And in particular, what you're talking about, it leaves in a free, open uh, marketplace of ideas and information uh, the the future of speech and, and its content. So when we have this whole doxing and this whole cancel culture, and this whole government censorship regime through the FBI, the White House colluding with big tech and with uh, the media to censor information. All of this is really striking at the heart of what it means to be an American. It's striking at the heart of the Constitution. It's not the First Amendment by mistake. It's number one for a reason. And the First Amendment stands for this proposition that we as a people are to be entrusted with evaluating speech. What they're trying to do is make executive decisions about how we live our lives, make executive decisions where they don't give us access to information, and instead they control what we receive because they want to influence how we behave. And that, of course, is the hallmark of a communist country. And that was the distinction that we used to be Uh, Both classical liberals and uh, Democrats used to be aligned on the idea that 
there can be no violation of freedom of speech. There can be no censorship based on the content of what is communicated. And yet, you know, here we are with those vi those uh, standards now trashed by this administration, by the majority in the de of the Democratic Party, by Tim Kaine, for example. All of them are advocating, and by his, by his wife, Ann Holton Kaine, who just booted off, uh, effectively caused uh, one person uh, to be eliminated from the Board of Education based on her dissent from Holton's statement that the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence are effectively uh, racist documents that ought not be taught in public schools unless America is described as racist. Um, that, that whole authoritarian streak that's driving these people is so repulsive to those of us who love liberty and really should strike anyone who calls themselves an American as antithetical to the core belief structure that underlies the Constitution, that underlies the classical liberal foundations of America. Uh, you can't be an American or call yourself an American consistent with the Constitution if you're going to champion uh, denial of individual rights to dissent and freedom of speech and insist that the wide open, robust debate environment over COVID or anything else is uh, reduced to a government approved orthodoxy. Well, Robert, you must be in la la land. I'm, I'm able to communicate, so I'll keep doing it. Um, <laughs> yeah, it looks like he's having some technical difficulties over there. Well, you know, it's kind of good. Yeah, for we're us. having some connective issues. So you guys keep it going, Super Don. It's, it's sounding great, except we're having problems here. Oh, boy. Sorry, Robert. Sorry to hear that. I don't know if you can hear me, Robert. You probably can't. But anyway, Robert, so what is the next item up for bids on the uh, uh, news there, Don? You can hear me, right, Don? I, I, I can't. I can hear you. Um, yeah, actually, there were a few things here. We already talked about the treaty thing. Did you see the article here? I actually grabbed this out of the Wall Street Journal. And this is, uh, I don't know, this is one of those things that I guess you're supposed to be outraged about. Uh, the, the headline is, to increase equity, school districts eliminate honors classes. Did you see this? Yeah, this is insane. And, and it's not only happening uh, in, what where, was it Texas there? I forget where it was. Culver City, uh, California. Oh, yeah. Okay, so it's uh, not only happening in California, it's happening all over the country. And it's happening in Northern Virginia, too. And this whole idea, this the, the, the idea of equity is essentially equivalent uh, to communism. And the reason is that it's designed to, to make everybody uh, the outcome equal for everybody, regardless of their talent. So that the, it, it assaults the very concept of education, meritocracy. I mean, education is based on the idea that we wanna encourage kids to achieve the highest level of achievement possible uh, for themselves and we evaluate them uh, in classrooms based on their performance, not uh, based on a assurance of a uniform outcome. What this equity agenda is designed to do is expressly designed to destroy meritocracy, to instead advance people based on the color of their skin. Uh, as a result, um, they will favor certain minorities that they characterize as disadvantaged. 
Now note that they don't uh, characterize all minorities the same way. So for example, uh, Asians are discriminated against under this system. They, they glob them all together with whites. They call them, I think, adjacent others. Uh, white adjacent, they call them. White adjacent. Who came uh, up they, with that? White yeah, adjacent? They have their own language. It's, it's a whole, <laughs> I mean, this is, these are very stupid people, to tell you the truth. But they come up with their own uh, dialogue. So white adjacent means you're Asian. And um, you are not to be allowed to succeed. So what they do is they take whites and, and white adjacents who are Asian. And they disallow them meritocratic success. So... If they, for example, in admissions to Thomas Jefferson High School for Science and Technology in Northern Virginia, they reduced the admissions of Asians by 20% arbitrarily, just cut it down by 20%. These are students who scored extraordinarily well on testing to gain admission to this magnet school, very elite school. And they did, so they cut out 20% of them just Isn't arbitrarily. Isn't that discriminatory to Asians? Oh, yes, it is. And it so was found by a district court. The matter is now on appeal to the Court of Appeals, but it was found by a district court to be discrimination. So what we've it got is, is we've got a battle between minorities now. It's like who's really the the, the, the real minority? In, in well, yeah, well, what they're doing is they're they're uh, discriminating against everybody because in the end, everybody loses. I mean, if you if you don't allow meritocracy to determine who's going to qualify for licensing in various professions and instead you have a doctor who doesn't understand how to perform an operation of one kind or another but nonetheless gets certified or you know this is what this leads to so you just you say oh well you uh, fall into this racial or transgender category so you get advanced no matter what your scores are and you're given basically an a for being there and then you however you white boy or you uh, person who is Asian, you're going to be discriminated against because you're not the right gender, you're not the right uh, ethnicity, you're not the right race, and uh, your scores will be reduced. And so what it does is it completely screws the entire country because you end up with no measure of excellence. And But this is what they're shooting for. This is the next stage of Ibram Kendi's uh, anti-racism agenda. Kendi advocates using racism intentionally using racism to fight racism old racism so he says that because whites were racist what we do is we use racism in reverse to advance minorities and punish whites for their racism and you just keep this whole racism show going on in perpetuity because he says that all institutions in american society are irredeemably racist so they're always going to be racist. You should condemn the United States as a racist country. And our solution is a revolution in which the parties that we identify as deserving of advancement based on their uh, race um, advance at uh, using power of government and the power of the educational institutions while we hold back Asians and whites, Asians being white adjacent, uh, and hold them back. Um, so anyway, I think Robert, based on his facial expressions, is probably hearing us. Oh, yes, he's hearing us now. <laughs> yes. Speak to that, Robert. Yes. Yeah. No, I, I had to reboot, but you, but you're right. It's just it's such an absurdity 
to use racism to defeat racism. It's, you know, I remember when certain uh, politicians, both Republican, Democrat, one said, we're going to abandon the free market to save the free market. I mean, how many times did we hear these absurdities? It's as if the police get a call. That was George Bush, by the way. That was Bush. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So it's as if the police get a call and they say that there's uh, uh, a violent act taking place at a restaurant somewhere and someone's been killed and they go in and they say, oh, someone was murdered. Okay, we're going to murder everybody to make sure that there's no murder in the future. So, you know, two wrongs don't make a right. You don't create an official racism to eliminate racism. You just eliminate all racism. And we got there. You know, if we followed Martin Luther King's example we, we uh, had the civil rights era. We ended racism in America by and large. And then we made it a crime to commit acts of racism all across the country. And so you had uh, a war against racism regardless of mm-hmm. what race it was against. Now we have throughout the United States this critical race theory, racism, which divides kids based on the color of their skin and says to the kids of color, No matter what you do, no matter how hard you try, you will always fail because the nation's systemically racist. So they build an army of dependent kids who are totally disillusioned because they're told they'll never make it in America because of their race. An absolute horrific lie and would would, you know, should cause every every parent of a child of color to be livid and to be suing against this racism, which violates the 14th Amendment Equal Protection Clause. And then they tell the other racist story to mm-hmm. white They indoctrinate them to think that no matter what they do, they will always oppress black people and people of color generally because their skin color itself is an offense. Mm-hmm. Their skin color says that they will get an easy pass and will succeed in this racist, systemically racist world. That's what they teach them. So no matter how good you are of a person, if you're white, you're hopeless because you are always going to be hurting people of color. And this is just outrageous. And they teach kids this, so then kids end up hating themselves, they hate each other, they hate their parents, they hate all all institutions in society. And and then, you know, we're gonna be asking ourselves, who will fight to defend America in a society like this? Who will not be on welfare in a society like this? Who will go to work in a systemically racist business world? Who will, uh, strive to invent things to improve the lot of other mm-hmm. people when they are told these people are either hopelessly victims or hopelessly oppressors. I mean, this is ruination. They're teaching kids to destroy their own country. That's what they're doing. Yeah, Jonathan, I mean, we can't out, well, say outlaw racism per se. I mean, if a person has racist views, you can't go in there. But institutionalized racism was defeated. Uh, and racist based on racist, racist action. And, act, yeah. and, and, you know, I, I remember, and I'm just going to go into personal stories growing up uh, Jewish in the deep South. I was from New York. We moved to Florida, came to Georgia. And, and I met, you know, people that look like me that believe things that were somewhat reprehensible because I had not experienced it personally. And, and yet I recognize now going back, looking back, it's like there was a lot of history of parents teaching kids. I mean, these things are learned behaviors. I don't think it's a natural thing for a kid to look at somebody's skin color and not like them because of that. And what they're trying to do in the schools right now is institute basic or reinstitute. I mean, institutionalize racism by dividing people based on skin color, which is not a natural thing. 
story. We only have two minutes, but let me tell you a quick little story, Robert. Yeah. About me when I was a little teen kid. So in the 1960s, when I was growing up, I was at uh, RAF Royal Air Force Base Alconbury in England, mm-hmm. and I had I had a little friend named Kevin. Now I didn't even know his color actually, because mm-hmm. you know, when you're that small, I was four. I, you know, you don't even focus on color. He just was my friend, which was a big deal for me. Play mm-hmm. truck or whatever play baseball a little bit and so anyway um to make a long story short uh kevin was black um and these older kids uh on the base there were a couple of bullies who were racist they were white kids and they formed a line with all the kids who were his chums they're all these white kids formed a line across from his house and they started to to get when he came out of the front stoop of his house they were yelling all these racial epithets at them and really, you know, horrible. So I was there playing with these kids before they did this. And I was standing there looking at them kind of appalled. I couldn't believe it even at four. So I, I walked across the street and I stood next to Kevin on his doorstep and I put my arm around him. And they were yelling all the racial epithets and everything also at me then. So then his mom came out and brought us inside, made us some oatmeal fantastic i'll never forget the one of the greatest <laughs> yes. uh, steel cut oatmeal so it was fabulous and she was just delighted you know that i did that but yeah. the big, big thing was um that's repulsive and whether you're doing it as as in that circumstance or whether it's even worse when you're doing it in school and you have a teacher up there saying that whites are reprehensible or, you know, saying that people of color will never succeed in America because America is systemically racist. Use of children. It's a violation of the Equal Protection Clause. That is a example of racism that is clear absence of equal treatment under the law. Race can have no factor in education. None. It, you, when you're in the educational environment, the mere pigment of your skin, the mere fact that some pigment is different than others, this is nonsense as a distinguishing principle. It's outrageous. It's offensive to the, the the slightest intellectual scruple in anyone's brain. I mean, so you make that the demarcation. That is a wretched system. It is a system that is designed to ruin people. If we're focusing on pigment, I mean, if you're going to focus on pigment, why don't you focus on blemishes <laughs> or some other stupid? I mean, it's stupid. It's yeah. stupid. It's utterly yeah. It has nothing to do with the content of your brain. The I, I, you know, I think it's an affront to our creator to, you know, denigrate one another because we are all created in God's image. And what that might mean to somebody might be different than another. But over identification on pigment uh, is, a, you know, it's a reduction of our uh, self-worth. And no matter what color we pretend to be or, or, or proclaim to be. Uh, Jonathan, as we're wrapping up uh, this hour, uh I just want to invite people to Scottsdale, Arizona. I, I believe we got two dates now. It looks like the 6th and the 7th, a health freedom event. Jack Wolfson, the paleocardiologist, and others are supporting you and, and hosting you, and I'll be there, and I'm inviting all of my friends in Arizona or to come on out and see us. You go emord4va.com, and you'll see upcoming events. Is there anything you can reveal about either of those days, the 6th and the 7th of uh, March? Well, it's fantastic. I mean, they're going to have a lot of wonderful people there. Um, there are various professionals. Dr. Paul uh, Gosar, who is a member of Congress, is going to be there, as well as Nancy Bartow, who is a state senator in, uh, uh, a former state senator in Arizona. 
Mm -hmm. uh, but also many others and some who we can't identify because they've asked not to be identified until the event. Uh, yes. They don't want protesters following them and so on. But the point is that um, this is going to be an extraordinary event for health freedom. And I will be addressing specifically what steps I will take as a United States Senator to end the mandates and ensure that individual freedom of choice reigns in healthcare and that it becomes again a patient-centric system rather than a bureaucratized, bureaucratically controlled system like we have today. Yeah, uh, well, doctors in the uh, Scottsdale area who will be coming, uh, many who have just lived a horrific existence under the mandates and have actually witnessed patients die uh, and were not able to give them the care that they wanted to because of the mandates, because of the insistence on avoiding treatments, early treatments, and so on. It's, it's, it's going to be a good conference. Yeah, folks, if you can get there, if you know people in Arizona, please alert them to this health freedom event, medical freedom event. Again, a shout out to Jack Wilson and his lovely wife, Heather. They are warriors for health freedom, and they really appreciate, of course, what Jonathan is representing. And we want to see Jonathan in the United States Senate. It will benefit us all. Well, they are they have someone that knows. Yes. They really are. And they're very courageous individuals. I know that well because I represented Dr. Wilson in, mm -hmm. uh, in his dealings with some pretty awful bureaucrats who wanted to destroy his practice. We got, you know, we got the better, better of that argument. But yes. nonetheless, um, you know, we have to stand up for our freedoms. And health freedom is foremost among those freedoms. If you can't control your body, you can't very well say you're not a slave. Yeah, well said, well said. Jonathan Emord, my friend, Sacred Fire of Liberty. Emord4VA.com is the website. Please share it. Please support Jonathan and his efforts to get to the United States Senate. We'll all be benefited by that and, uh, and continue to educate in this forum here on this show, as well as uh, move around the country as often as possible to inspire people back to their roots. And I believe the roots are in our roots are in individual liberty. Let's defend it. Thank you, Jonathan. Take care, Robert. All Have right. More, thank you. More updates on this uh, special day in Atlanta area, uh, live from uh, the Next Steps Conference. We've got upcoming events. We'll say thanks to some of those that have made this message possible two hours a day plus six days a week. I hope you'll sign up for the uh, newsletter. You can go to robertscabell.com and do that very easily. I'll tell you a text you can do in a, when we come back from this break. We'll have surprise guests. Also, thanks to Derek Bros for being on today as well. Uh, and that was a fun little uh, uh, bonus. And he's running for the mayor of Houston again. That's kind of cool. So with that, we're going to take a pause for education at the top of the hour here. Back after this, where the power to heal is yours. Hey, we're back in uh, Beaufort, Georgia, outside of Atlanta, Lake Linder Islands at the Next Steps Conference. And it's it's kind of a, well, it's a great event. The people are amazing and uh, meeting some new ones and reunion with uh, old friends, of course. Uh, yet here we are in certain areas, you know, we go to and I'm able to find like organic farm to table restaurants or, you know, something, something like that. And it's a little bit of a deficit as beautiful as it is out here. I would say bring your own food. And um, 
Yeah, I'm just going to say it that way. I, I went out to the local grocery store that had an organic section, and I got a lot of uh, good organic food I brought back, as always. And I have this delicious plate of Superdon. It was a great deal, in fact. Even with food inflation, price inflation, got a great deal, like three giant tubs of organic strawberries for 10 bucks today, this, oh, last night. Oh, nice. And uh, yeah. a good price on organic blueberries. And then I got a big old uh, vat of organic uh, whole milk yogurt. And uh, while everybody was eating their uh, whatever it was, I, I, I did my thing and they were all looking at me with jealousy, just just salivating over what I had uh, for, for my lunch today, which was nice. Uh, and, and, you know, last night there were some people that were so hungry. They haven't gotten to the point. Can you believe it that they would rather fast instead of eat that kind of food? Can you believe people would eat that and not fast? It's not weird. It's weird to think about. Counterintuitive, isn't it? <laughs> course i'm i'm the odd man out on that you are yes you are Uh, but anyway i care about these people and a lot and what i did is i brought them uh some of this you know i've showed you this where i just cut this off of a a larger uh, whatever but the uh dmg dimethylglycine from uh, nutritional frontiers because these people were eating food that was clearly contaminated with glyphosate and i'm like at the very least let me get you these lozenges to help counteract some of that would that be okay and they were like oh that was very nice of you thank you so i want to thank nutritional frontiers for having this pro- this uh, problem solver and judy mikovitz for connecting me with this she talked about it at length and i said my gosh we've got to do better and even if you're eating what you think is organic food it might have gly- glyphosate contamination and so this has become a daily part of my regimen the uh, dmg uh, from nutritional frontiers uh, shout out to Jamie Dorley and the gang, and I'm looking forward to seeing you guys uh, April 31st. No, let's see. Eight, no, March 31st, April 1st and 2nd in Clearwater, Florida. Uh, but that's the DMG I get from Nutritional Frontiers. They have a liquid form, but I find it easier to travel with the lozenge uh, than the liquid. So that was something that uh, was nice. I was able to gift people to get them through their their meals that they know it wasn't as good as they would like it to have been. Uh, also, the, the Trinity Health Freedom Expo. Trinity Expo. Uh, we had the uh, virtual on the weekend. Well, good news. You can still access everything that we did at the virtual expo and the October expo and still have three months to watch it. So if you missed the past weekend, it's you're not host. You can actually still access it and it's still worthwhile. There are so many good presentations at that event, including the two new panel discussions that I got to moderate one on cannabis as medicine, where it's going and another on uh, the Trinity instructors with the Trinity instructors, which is great. Uh, so please take advantage of that and, you know, check out all the offerings from Trinity school of natural health, but man, the lectures were incredible. Super Don. I mean, the subjects just like one after another, after another, you didn't want to miss anything. And even going there, you couldn't see it all. But now that the virtual expo gives you access to look at that, all of it, all of it, you have access to, and only 30 bucks or th- maybe 35 after the fact, whatever it is so worth it for three months access to this. You will learn so much. So yeah, thank yeah, you. There's a lot of stuff there. Mm-hmm. So yeah. um, your internet seems to be fluctuating back and forth a little Again? bit. Yeah, thank it's you. all right. I mean, I, we can still hear you. Yeah. It's not terrible. Um, yeah. The podcast after the fact will sound much better than what. Yeah. <laughs> You're recording it. I am recording. Yeah, yeah. So that's something that people mm-hmm. don't always count on. But uh, yeah. You're, you're competing, I think, uh, with on Wi-Fi with a bunch of other people. Yeah, and even with a major league, I was impressed with the Wi-Fi upload and download speeds here. Still, if everybody connects at the same time, it limits what I can do. So I'm trying to minimize that. They, they wanted to charge 300 bucks a day for the Ethernet. And I was like, 
Yeah, it's just out. Hey, yeah, like, how do you justify that? Three hundred bucks to use internet like for one day? Like thirty bucks an egg, you know, that's if you're a, paying that's that. That's a racket that's if I've ever heard yeah. of one. Yeah, but it was fun to have Derek Bros on last hour as well as uh, um, you know, Jonathan. Thankfully you were able to pick up the slack when we were having some of the connectivity yeah, just problems. Just a little bit. Too. Just a yeah. little bit. That's good. Keeps me on my toes. Yeah, I, I was like, I was I was sitting here and I was listening to it and I was working on yeah. something and then and all of a sudden I I just I like I'm seeing messages from me and you're like ah and I'm like yeah. what everything sounds fine here everything's good here yeah. but for me it wasn't and I wasn't <laughs> sure whether it was on Jonathan's end or mine and then we figured it out it was yeah. definitely our end here yeah. so um, anyway we we made it through but another good hour and a lot of fun things that are coming up in fact if you don't mind could we look at the um, upcoming events tab. Just to remind folks, or if, if they're new, they don't know about some of these events coming up. Uh-huh. Uh, there is, of course, here we are at Next Steps, and there's today and tomorrow. Tomorrow morning, I'll be on with the Natural Medicine Group, uh, Alternative or, or you know, Natural Remedies. And uh, Peter McCullough is going to be by tomorrow. Maybe we can get him on or interview him again. But there's going to be a lot of good stuff happening at the Next Steps Conference tomorrow. That's the 24th of February. And then there's a nature walk on the 25th. Should be a nice day around Lake Lanier Islands you guys want to come by for that online nice. the love your liver event yes is coming up and that's uh dr uh who is andrew that? kaufman and yeah, that Andy, will yes. be happening on saturday this coming saturday february the 25th mm-hmm. then we've got the toxic mold master class that's an online event that will be happening on uh the 27th and going through yeah. march 5th you got several days of toxic mold master class that you can attend for free to that uh, then we got the Nutritional Frontiers event there in Clearwater, Florida. You want to talk about that for a second? Yeah, just briefly, the 1st and 2nd of April, primarily. There's a night at the 31st, but it's an event for the healers. And that come and be healed. You'll have, uh, it's like retreat for the healers, but a lot of education. And I'll encourage you, while there's still tickets remaining, it will be an amazing, amazing event. And some people are staying longer because how often you get to the beach like that. I don't get off there much, so I'm looking forward to that as well. Uh, and Nutritional Frontiers, and, and you know, you can get their DMG product I mentioned for 15% off all the time with the RSB15 code. Oh and I just ordered a bunch. So I, I want to know how I get to go to this event here because I, you know, every time I look at this, yeah. I'm just like, you got to be kidding me, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. You, you, so of course, you've got, uh, you, know, you know, training and classes and stuff, but then it looks like here at 6 p.m., there will be a beach party under the tent with a luau, cocktails, and a live band. <laughs> then uh, well, the next day to- you'll start out with morning yoga <laughs> then you've got a continental break- breakfast then you got yes. some some training and stuff going on here and then at some point here oh then there's the sunset cruise aboard captain mimo's pirate ship <laughs> uh that's gonna be wild j- apparently gonna be oh it's gonna be judy mikovitz and joe messino's birthday Apparently, Yay. they're going to be celebrating that and stuff. That's cool. And then uh, oh, wow. when it's all said and done, uh, there will mm-hmm. be beach time with pool time, jet ski, parasail. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Are what, you even going to want to come that? back? I don't think so. No, I will. But that's going to be awesome. Uh, by the way, Derek was on. His wife and his wife's twin sister are here, and they're celebrating their 30th birthday oh, today. Cool. No. today this very day and so a lot of a lot of cool birthdays and there's i guess someone else that's maybe coming so there might be a fourth person celebrating a birthday today but none of them did burpees so i i just feel superior i'm just saying happy <laughs> burp day to you right 
the All right. So g- moving yeah. on here with the, uh, yeah. the upcoming event. So there's the Be Healthy Utah yeah. Natural mm-hmm. Health and Wellness Conference coming up on April 21st and 22nd. Yep. In Sandy, Utah. Is it Sandy yeah. in Utah, by the way? Sandy, Utah at that point. Yeah. By the way, right after that will be the uh, next Terry and Stu Warner event, uh, Wellness Parenting Revolution. But we don't have that banner I don't have up a yet. banner for that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's uh, back in Nashville. So we'll be back in Nashville. I'll be emceeing that event as well as speaking. Okay. And the Goody Farms Homestead, RSB Family Union, July 14th, 15th, and 16th. Which, by the way, uh, Le- Leslie's podcast uh, went out yesterday afternoon. She has a new episode. Uh, I think it's episode 11 already. Wow. Uh, titled amazing. Sticky Fingers and Broken Hearts. Whoa. Yeah. That, that's gonna. I can already tell I'll cry listening to that one. Aww. And then uh, we have the Las Vegas Biomed Expo, September, what, 14th through 17th? 14th through 17th, yes. Las yeah. Vegas, Nevada. <laughs> Now, I've heard, the rumor has it that sometime in August, and I didn't get confirmation directly yet, but the Red Pill Expo looks like they were trying to do it in June somewhere. It didn't work out, but it might be in August now in Des Moines, Iowa. Des Moines, Iowa. So another Heartland event uh, for the Red Pill Expo. Mm -hmm. So I'll get that information. We've got a couple of things we're going to be adding to the mix, and that's why you want to be, uh, well, get in the newsletter. Super Don occasionally sends it out, which will include information on upcoming events. And you can text RSB to the number 22828. Correct. So if you go 22828 on your text and then go RSB, and then you'll be prompted to enter your email address and be part of our, our newsletter. Yep. What are you seeing there in the, in the today's notes there? What am I seeing? How about the next story here? Milk. Yeah. No cow needed. No cow needed. Yeah. How cool is that? I don't listen. I we we touched on this. I think I don't know. It was maybe a year ago. Um, there was this uh, big hub, you know, hullabaloo going on here between the makers of uh, I don't know what would you call it, non cow milk, you know, like oat milk and almond milk and soy yeah. milk and stuff like that, which is very popular. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the uh, the the cattle industry. Cows, yeah. cow people, whatever, dairy farmers, whatever you want to call They're it. They're upset by that. They don't want any They don't other... want people to call it milk. Yeah. Milk, yeah. And if you remember, I, get... I think, when mm-hmm. we were having the conversation, I was looking at it and I was going, mm-hmm. you know, if if you go to a store and you pick up yeah. a carton of almond milk and you go home and you go, oh, man, I thought this was cow milk. I, no, I you think You know, it's the... I mean... Isn't there's like some response? I mean, it's not like they mix the almond milk in with the regular milk at the store. It's in its own little special section. It says on there almond milk, but the dairy farmers apparently are taking offense at the fact that they're using the word milk. I don't. I don't see what the big deal is really personally. I think. I think personally, it's like the cows are upset by this. They. they, they oh, is that what it is? They're going to go on strike yeah, or something? Or? It's like, yeah, it's like the farmers screw them. It's the this cow i mean when you go to the store i well not that you ever go to the store because i think your wife always goes to the store store i mean i I should ask your wife but i mean when you go to the store and you walk by and you see a carton of oat milk do you get angry just like i can't believe (laughs) i can't believe they called that milk all those those people squeezing those almonds to make the milk and they're they're we we got somebody uh special joining (laughs) us now on the robert's got bell show look at this she's got to come a little closer so we can see her let me see if i can unmute her there we are. Hi. Is, hey, she, is, she, is she offended by almond milk? 
I am not offended. Why would I be offended? Oh, okay, I see. I mean, you know. are you calling her? She's not a cow. Why no, would she be I offended? didn't say you're the one that said that, not me. Uh, I don't get offended. Offend, being offended is not my thing. Do you think it's wrong? Know. Do you think it's wrong that they call it milk? I mean, should they call it like what? I mean, would you call it oat squeezings or I mean, I mean, what would you? What well, I mean, Dude, what? No, I what, would not what, drink oat squeezings. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> it looks Come like on. milk, uh, and so they call it milk. People use it as a milk alternative, right? Oat squeezings. Yeah, yes, you know, the last yeah. time I checked, oats don't have teats. No, so that's you, true. You, know, you can't milk an oat. Could, that's true. But you could squeeze them. So I, I like that cow, cow. No, oat squeeze. Oat squeeze. There it is. There you go. Better no, than, I'm not. No. Better than dog no. squeeze. I guess yeah. if it comes in like a gel packy thing. Right. right. Okay. Well, well, let's get you on here. Um, Anne, I uh, want to uh, welcome you to the Robert Scott Bell Show. Tell Thank us you. all about it because Kevin connected us, right? Yes. Here, right? Yes. So we got a story to tell, and I don't even know what the story is. I don't know what story he's talking about either. You don't? We were, no, oh we've been gosh. talking a lot about resonance and we've been talking about, I hear a lot of what you say. It's, okay. we're, we're on the same page with the resonance. Right. Um, so what is it that you do with resonance? Well, I try to create resonance. I think there's a lot of, we've talked about, I mean, I talked to you before, by the way, in yes. 2019, right? Yeah, but where was it? Um, I, it was on audio and we okay. were talking about an article that went viral um, why you might need an anti-vaxxer like me. And we That's talked about right. psychosclerosis and the yeah, whole, yeah. right, the hardening of the mind. And I've been trying to break that open ever since. And mm -hmm. I think resonance is the way you do it. Mm -hmm. I see we, we try to scare people a lot. There's a lot of fear going on. There's yeah. a lot of um, things that make people paralyzed and disempowered. So yeah, I think what we're doing here at Next Steps is so powerful. I mean, mm -hmm. we are so powerful. I'm... And I watch them put up all these towers and I watch them put us on all of these drugs and try to poison us every day. And I think, wow, look at how hard they have to work to break up the energy that goes, that, that, that we create between us when we are creative, when we're resonant. So why are you presenting here on resonance? Um, I'm not presenting, yeah. I, you know, I'm here with partly with CHD. I'm partly, yeah. Children's Health. Hey, mom's here. We're on the air. Hi, mom. We'll get you on in a moment. Say hi to Babri over there. And then hi. We'll, mom's here. She's awesome. Hi, 89. Mom. You're looking great. So we're right on the air right now. So as soon as we get a break, we'll bring you in. Well, yeah, that's fine, wherever. But go say hi to Babri right there. Yeah, you can leave your stuff there. You're okay. <laughs> I don't get to see mom every day, so this is awesome. So, yeah. uh, so we'll get her plugged All in. All good people are yeah, here. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> so anyway, on, on the, with Children's Health Defense, um, right. are you you have one of the shows as well? Or are you participating in no, any of those? No, I work with Stephanie on the okay. community forum. I'm a chapter leader in New Jersey, so we're we're just we're trying to bring more of the like. I'm working on my own. I have a Substack called On Second Thought, and I um, really. I'm interested in the humans of medical freedom. Like where I am interested, I'm vested in the, in humanity. Right. Uh -huh. And I think all these messy parts of human nature are the parts that have the capacity to heal. So mm -hmm. we can become robots, but mm. I don't think that would be very interesting. And I don't think that's the answer. Um, I, I know that's what we're getting pushed towards, but I'm not there. I'm not on that. Yeah. I'm not. Uh, yeah, no, that's not a choice we're making. And I, oh, I say Tia, Tia's on Facebook, even though she's here somewhere, she's watching, she says, we're having an incredible time at Next Steps. Yes, we are. Yes. Tia's doing 
a phenomenal job. You, you can't is. imagine the quality that she's bringing and the focus on the solutions, yeah. not the problem. Yeah. You know, it's like the she hope. said, we know what the problem is. Like, yeah. Let's talk to me about what we can All uh, right. do. All right. So right? we're bringing the light here. And mm. I feel like I was telling Tia, I think this mm. is stone soup for the soul. We yeah. are um, kind of everyone here has their own kind of magic and they're bringing it. So mm. we're sharing solutions. And I think, like I said, I, it keeps coming back to resonance for me. It's kind of elevates everybody. Everybody's kind of coming with an open mind, open heart. We talked before about psychosclerosis and the hardening of the mind and mm -hmm. how that just blunts our our um, creativity and our sort of capacity to learn and evolve. And mm -hmm. so so she's kind of breaking through that. In Chinese medicine, I'm a Chinese medicine practitioner. Mm -hmm. In Chinese medicine, we talk about like, we attribute some, like the things that you attribute, that people generally attribute to miracles, we call the vaporizing heart vaporizing phlegm. Phlegm would be like this congestion. And, like and miracle this sounds better. That... Heart vaporizing phlegm. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not a very romantic term, but the idea <laughs> of like phlegm being like we can have congestion and mm. but this muddling of our thinking and yeah. this um, inability, this obscurity. Mm -hmm. So I think we're trying to remove and unencumber mm -hmm. all of the things that are, are um, making us feel like well i don't think a lot of people feel like slaves but i feel mm -hmm. like to some extent even when i go into the restrooms here that we have like this much water to wash our hands mm -hmm. we're getting so programmed for scarcity mm -hmm. um and i think we're finding abundance in here and we're yeah. recreating it so well and and some people don't even know the definition of slavery and and maybe you could expand on that but i i think when someone of uh, not you says you have to accept what I'm giving you, including an injection. You okay. have no choice or I'm going to stop you or prohibit you from using something that you want for your own health or whatever nutrition. The question is who owns you to be able to do that? And wouldn't that be the definition of a slave? Yes. Right. Right. But I think there's, you know, they've grabbed us by, by our own value systems and that's what's enabling us to be manipulated and to be, really complacent right we so i'm watching how they're selling us on like these 15 minute cities and i'm watching them mm -hmm. in town hall meetings and you know mayor there's the c40 like how mayors are selling us on 15 minute cities right. and and all of these different ways that they're getting to embrace well it's going to be green space and parks and whatever and i'm sitting in town hall meetings people are starting to wake up and go wait wait there's no plan for parking why is there not mm -hmm. the traffic management is not worked out and yeah, because it's not transparent. We're not supposed to have cars. Yeah, they're not you, telling us that yet. But you will own nothing and be happy. Right. Yeah. Right. So, what, so another definition of slavery: no, no self ownership. Much less, you know, for those that are not into materialistic things at all, uh, you, you don't want to own something. You don't have to. But for those that people, you know, want to have own ownership and control of certain aspects of their environment and their life, um, you know, that might include your body that in a 15 minute city, you will not have ownership of that either. How do I know? Because you will be digitized, right? They will digitize your identification. They will tie you in your economic lifeblood of being able to make a living, to have something to spend in exchange for other things that you need for your survival or, or shelter or whatever. All of that would be digitized. Therefore yeah. it can be shut off and controlled based from a, a, a central location that says, Hey, you know what? We saw what you did on social media. Uh, it says here in your records that you don't have that sixth jab. 
right of the next thing right you know so but it's being sold to us as an intentional community it's being marketed to us as like see we're all going to work together they're preying on our compassion yeah that too yeah yeah but they have no compassion for you or me or any of the people that would be housed in or imprisoned in a 15-minute city right so we have to grow up become mature and see through the lies and deceptions that sound good on the surface for some but recognize there is nothing but seething rage and hatred for your freedom. And they want to destroy it in the name of environmentalism, for instance. We're going to mm-hmm. save the planet. Yes. We're going to stop the, the, the globe from warming, even though it's cooling or not doing it. Who knows what it's doing? And all of these things are code words for we want to enslave you. We want to stop you from having any babies. And we want to control every bit of your movement, which is essential to freedom and life itself. Movement right. is life. Right. Well, I mean, and they're just getting us dependent on all of the things that they so that they can take them away from us. Right. Mm So I think what's amazing about what's happening here at Next Steps is the things that I'm afraid of, too. Like, I'm not a homesteader. I don't have all of these skills. But watching people say, well, I I didn't know either. And I did it. And I um, the seed swapping that's happening here, the alternative education system. Yes, Mm -hmm. it's very inspiring. And how do you spell your last name? Rosen, R-O-S-E-N. R-O-S-E-N. I want to make sure because my wife will make sure that that's spelled properly. She keeps a database of everybody that's been on the show, how many times they've been on the show. And now we're over 1,700 guests over the years I've been doing this. Wow, yeah. Yeah. You've been around for a long time. Thank you. Thanks for for making me feel old. (laughs) On your birthday, no less. On my birthday, no less. But, (laughs) hey, I did 50. Did I tell anybody that we did? I did 57 burpees in three and a half minutes or less today. I heard that. And you even demoed one for us. Uh, Yeah, I was, well, (laughs) yeah, Stephanie Lucretia says, show me your burpee. I don't believe you. You (laughs) And and then she does a few and her her legs are flying up like, you don't know what kind of ballerina thing she was doing but she's, she's got, got yoga moves yo- she's got yeah. yoga moves i don't have the grace that she has i'm just kind of like throw myself to the ground get on up and 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 do it again uh so that was that was great great fun connecting here with everybody and again the yes. uh the things we're learning we don't have to be experts in everything no. when you know people that do and they help one another and that's what's happening here at the next steps conference yes yes it is yeah it's great it's great people should come <laughs> Absolutely. So, again, your Substack on second thought. On second thought. With a Tomoko two Rosen. nd or second spelled out. Second spelled out. Okay. Yeah. And what was the Tomoko thing you said? And Tomoko Rosen. That's oh, my the Tomoko. Name. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. So that doesn't sound like that sounds Japanese. My doesn't mom it? was Japanese. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. She was. She was the one who planted a lot of these seeds. A lot of folk medicine. A lot of. I didn't understand. You know. You put it together as you. Mm-hmm. For older people who grew up observing nature and and having roots, we we don't really have roots in our culture as much. So yeah, I'm returning to them all different kinds of ways. Hmm. Well, we've got a story here about most U.S. states are failing to protect school water from lead contamination. Lead, yeah. lead, the heavy metal lead, which reduces IQ, uh, which which impacts develop normal de- childhood development and intelligence, and yet. Even though we've known about this for how many decades now, it's still not remediating this stuff. Everything the government does is to put pour more poison and toxins, then acknowledge it and then go, we'll do something about it maybe one day. <laughs> or, or maybe there's legislation to do it and then they, they don't do it or they do it in a way that doesn't even work anyway. Well, that's the limited hangout, isn't, isn't that kind of? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well said. And now we have... Uh, the dioxins 
mm-hmm. uh, supposedly, ex- you know, in addition to all the, the named chemicals that came out at East Palestine, Ohio, the dumping and, and everywhere, that's how, the, the conversion of those things into forever type chemicals. Dioxins are very difficult to, to remediate and remove from the body safely in the environment. It can be done, but it's not going to be happening with another pharmaceutical drug. Nope. No, it's not. I don't know how widespread that is now. I mean, I'm seeing a lot of articles on that. It's a lot, a lot of confusion, a lot of controversy about, you know, it, did it hit the water? Is it spreading through the Ohio uh, and all the way to the Mississippi? Was it contained at all? Did it all go up in the air? And if so, do you think it's not coming down in rain? Well, right. right? I know. I'm a, like, I love being outside and mm. it made me afraid of being outside, which also makes me think, is this another fear sure. thing? Drive you into fear and keep you away mm-hmm. from the natural world that can save you and So I'm not panicking at the same time. I'm acknowledging that these toxins are very real. It's been a part and parcel of my discovery when I was 24 years of age that I was sick because of toxins. And those are metabolic possibly, but more, more severe. Most for most of us now is beyond our metabolic waste products that our body knows what to do with. It's these foreign synthetics that man created, not God. And we're not acknowledging them as a medical uh, community. They're not until recently and some even then go kicking and screaming. And then how do you remediate and remove them? Right. Because it's not in their wheelhouse to do that. So they're not the experts anymore in helping people. No. Trees are better experts at helping people. I'm really happy to be surrounded by trees right now. Cannabis, another way to remediate a lot of things in mm. terms of environmental hazards and disasters. And what was that thing you sh- you gave me yesterday? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I was telling people about the food here is not that great. Yeah. And not everybody will fast instead of eating food that's not that great because everybody's different experiences. And, and I had my value system instilled for 24 years of sickness to realize I can't eat that food and be happy. <laughs> I will be not, I will be not happy. I'll be miserable. And I'm not taking drugs anymore. Like I did to ca- counteract that. So, um, this is some Judy Mikovits explained to me the dimethylglycine that can bind with uh, the glyphosate and yeah. protect you and pull the glyphosate out. So like it's a strategy. Sort of. Yeah. Right. It's, it's, there's more pathways yeah. than that, but basically the DMG would take up some of the, uh, uh the places where the gly- glyphosate would, in, embed itself mm-hmm. and and so it helps to push it out and this is a lozenge they have a liquid form my friends at nutritional frontiers it's quite innovative and so when you are exposed and even if you eat organic like i do there's overspray this glyphosate is everywhere yeah and it's one of the things punching holes in our gut creating a malabsorption all kinds of gi difficulties and, and microbiome imbalances yeah so for me it's become a, a daily part of my strategy in addition to other things and this is one of those other things i wanted to introduce and remind folks about did you meet babri he's originally from uh georgia not no, this georgia no, no. when it was occupied by the soviet union and this is a Chernobyl-level antioxidant, if you think about that disaster. He came, went to Israel and then came to America. And this is the folium PX. This is what my mom is on, who you just saw. Yeah. Uh, she just turned 89. And she, is, wow. she has suffered from uh, the three years of COVID, although never an official COVID diagnosis. But she had strange rashes, other allergies appear, sensitivities that she never had. Yeah. And, you know, she would go out and dance once or twice a week up until that time. And then through the entire three-year period, she's, like, been just not herself right and uh we got her on the folium px this is the first one the super antioxidant and then babry said you need to be on all three and and he talks about how to sequence it i'm going to do some some stuff on that and there were two others now that have developed one is the super antioxidant immuno uh complex 
and then the uh, super antioxidant relax. And there's a three-pronged approach to address what had happened to her and many other people. And within, Would this address spike protein sort of? Apparently, like- yes. That's what we're seeing. So the improvement is so quick. And uh, we are, hold on, I just got to message my buddy in Jamaica. Uh, who's calling to say happy birthday. Richard, if you're watching, I love you. We'll call you afterwards. Uh, but she on two weeks, two in December of last year, not long ago, mm-hmm. she was honest for two weeks and she called me. She said, I've got more energy and I'm sleeping better already within two weeks. Wow. Right. That was huge. On January 1st, she went out with friends and went dancing January 1st of this year. And then on her birthday, January 29th, she turned 89 and she was dancing. Oh, wow. So I'm like, God bless you, Babri, for connecting my mom with the Folium PX and all of us. And I want you all to consider this. Try it out. One or three or all the approach is is really having an impact where sometimes I know a lot of stuff, but I have to say that was what put my mom over the top. She's doing the Cardio Miracle too, but that Folium PX for her was a difference maker. So, yeah, yeah, I wanted to let everybody know about it. And you can use the code RSB10. Or or if you're here at Next Steps, go say hi to Babri. My mom's talking to Babri right now. And awesome. Yeah, they're both speaking Hebrew, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. And then we have Hava, who's on my, on the panel with me tomorrow, uh, or the, the presentation, Healing Yourself Naturally. This is happening tomorrow morning, uh, the 24th of February. And Dr. Eric Plasker, Bill Schindler, who has the, um, the what are those things called? The hyperbaric. Oh, right. Yeah. Hava Levi, she's awesome. We had her on the show. She's terrific. And Julie Wentz, scheduled tomorrow morning. And I hope you can make it. And then after us, the new science paradigm good. with James Lyons-Weiler, Dr. Sin Hong Lee, and we've had him on the show, and he was all about the, the corruption of the HPV shot. And then my good buddy, Dr. Brian Hooker, the new science paradigm. Oh, love and, Brian Hooker. And then after that, the new medicine paradigm, including uh, Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. Pierre Corey, Dr. Krishna Donaparty, Kimberly Overton, and Dr. Cammie Benton. So, and then the VIP dinner gala. Jim Gale, keynote speaker, and Brad Skistamus, and that's five times August. So we've got some amazing things happening. Yeah, really I'm excited. Cool. Yeah, I'm glad you came to this event. Where do you live usually? New Jersey. Up in Jersey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so uh, I'm glad you made it to this event down here. Yeah, this me been too. Nice. It was so worthwhile mm-hmm. already, and there's more to come. Yep, so Diane's on, in the chat room saying she's planting hemp because it also helps remediation of the soil. Yes, mm. it helps detoxify. That is true. We've talked about it. In fact, that was one of the things on uh, Saturday, last Saturday with the Trinity Health Freedom Expo virtual. I uh, moderated a panel with some some people, and it was a great panel on cannabis. You guys, that alone was worth the price of admission. So if you haven't got the Trinity Health Freedom Expo, the virtual expo, you have access to it for three months, and you can still buy access to it for like 35 bucks. It's the best deal. It's an amazing deal. Wait, can I circle back to what you said about? Sure. So remediation of the soil from yeah. planting hemp? Mm-hmm. Yes. So from what, all of this stuff that's happening right now, that could... Yeah. And that's, I think, one of the reasons why they don't want us in most states to plant any hemp at all, because it would resolve a lot of our soil uh, contamination. And that would make us more empowered, again, to then right. grow healthier things in that soil and right. on and on. And anything that brings about that self-help, that self-autonomy, right? Yeah. Self-determination. That goes against uh, those overlords that would like us to be under their thumb, right? So should we, I mean, I'm kind of revisiting everything that's illegal right now going, wait, how could that help me? <laughs> yes, exactly. And it shouldn't be illegal. Yeah. It's already lawful under God's law, 
I believe. Right. But they make those things that are godly illegal. So can I ask you, though, about mm -hmm. legalizing? Because they legalized it in New Jersey. Can you grow it? No. No, think. so it's not really legal. No, right. Yeah, and but... it's also feels very manipulated. Now they of have course. all of these sort of like the D8 stores and all of these other things. It's... I'm wary of all these gummies and the things that they're just sure. selling in the stores now. I don't know yeah. how safe these things are. Yeah, you don't know unless you know the manufacturer and they have COAs and third-party validations. Mm -hmm. So you definitely want to be sure to – because there are good forms of these things. Our friends at Nutritional Frontiers have hemp CBD organic, mm -hmm. but it's not it's not a THC-focused product, although mm -hmm. in some of those states it might be necessary for help. Uh, but there are products that are available that are clean and validated. But you're right, to be cautious. I agree. Yeah. 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 But until you can grow it, you're not free once again. Are you free? No. Can you grow? Can you grow hemp? No. You mean the the basic? Uh, you know some of the uh, um, the the what do they call it when they're the rough drafts of the declarations and the constitution written on hemp paper? I mean, hemp was essential to the the country, in, including World War II. The efforts hemp was a big part of our uh, you know grow hemp. It's patriotic, right? And then suddenly it becomes illegal. Right. Well, I mean, I the last time I went, I mean, I go to Board of Health meetings fairly regularly, and I went, one of the ones I went to, they were talking about whether to have an ordinance to be able to raise chickens, whether we yeah. could be raised chickens, whether we can collect well water, you know, these right. are things they're deciding. Yep. Isn't um, that amazing? The well How free are rainwater. You? Rainwater. It's crazy. You can't crazy. collect that. Are you crazy? Yeah. You want to be free? <laughs> what is that? Probably a domestic terrorist, too, right? Yeah. So these are the kind of things we're dealing with, y'all. Do we want freedom badly enough to do what it takes to restore it? Or are we going to cower in fear and wait for somebody to give us permission? And if that's the case, perhaps you're not ready for freedom. Maybe that's why this is happening. Well, I think freedom's scary to some people. Mm -hmm. It's responsibility, so. Yeah, exactly. It is. That's the flip side of freedom, responsibility. Yeah. And, and it used to be considered like when kids grow up, and they want their freedom. And then you go, well, with that freedom, you also added, oh, wait, maybe I don't. Yeah. Maybe I'm not yeah. ready for that. Yeah. Are yeah. you ready to own yourself? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And perhaps it's a reflection of our lack of responsibility or willingness to be responsible for our own lives. And when I look at the food out there that people are eating, I'm like, do you understand that's going to drive you into the arms of the doctors and the pharmaceutical industry? Because they're going to be able to manifest drugs that manage your symptoms that they won't claim are caused by the food you're eating. Right. And you might know it, but still, eh, you know, that's a little too hard to eat that way, Robert. And I'm like, all right, just be aware of, of where that will end up driving you. And is that where you want to be dependent on government sanctioned pharmaceutical drugs? Well, right. And they've also confused us about what it means to be sick too. Mm -hmm. So symptoms, we yeah. try to stop symptoms, right? But yeah. symptoms are, are, are detox, are, are, are healing. A lot of t right, so what the our bodies, bodies are trying, trying to, yeah, trying to remediate these things themselves, and they're they're also telling us what we're doing wrong. You know, mm -hmm. yeah. you don't do that. This happens. Yeah. That's that's <laughs> let that be a clue. Uh, let's see. Most Americans are uncomfortable with artificial intelligence in healthcare. How about that? That's an interesting story, Super Don. Most Americans are uncomfortable with artificial intelligence in healthcare, and I think Super Don, you're all in on artificial intelligence. You like that Chat GPT still, don't you? Are you going to go and make it a chat GPT doctor? You going to do that too? Um, you know, it makes me wonder if they might be better than the ones we have now. Okay. 
All right. Well, um, I don't know. Could they be worse? That's a good, you know, it's a valid question, Is artificial intelligence uh, better than no intelligence? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, we haven't. So um, we have, interestingly enough, the next generation, the next generation. Oh, I got a preview. You You're did, huh? A treat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we're looking at uh, who's coming up? Josiah. Josiah. How do you pronounce your last? Felony? Felony. Yeah. Okay, I got it. Josiah Fellaini. He's like 13 years of age. Is your dad okay with coming on the show? I want to make sure. His dad is okay. Okay. All right. We got approval. So. All right. Uh, Thank you so much. God bless Happy you. Birthday. Thank you so much as well, Ann. It was great to have you on the show. Thanks so much. Let's, Take care. Let's bring in our next guest. And uh, I don't know what we're going to talk about, but I'm sure it's going to be cool. Whatever it is, have a seat. Josiah, let me uh, get your microphone set up here. You know how to do this? You're a pro already. Yes. I've seen Josiah at a number of events, particularly uh, last year, I remember at the uh, this event, Next Steps, but you've been to other events, not just Next Steps. No, this is dad. actually my first time going to Next Steps. Well, so it was a different show I saw you at then, a different yes, event. Yes, I've been to a few. Red um, Pill Expo? Yes, I've Red been to that Pill. one. Okay, that's cool. So you've grown up with quite uh, an awareness of some stuff on the planet going on, and, and, and our, I, I know your dad, he's a bright light as well. Does he teach you to be afraid of what's happening or, or, or to look at things in a different way so that you're not afraid of the world around you and what you're growing into? He definitely teaches me not to be afraid and he teaches me to definitely like, yeah, just what you said. He teaches me to not be afraid to actually um, do, do my due diligence and to learn about it. Read about stuff, learn about stuff. Yes, now, definitely. are you being homeschooled? Yes. Yeah. Well, that's like you can tell that, can't you? Uh, and and how about interaction with any peer groups? You got any friends your age that you can hang out with, or also homeschooled or anything like that? Yes, I have a few that are homeschooled as well. Mm -hmm. Just a few. Okay, and I imagine that they're probably uh, pretty aware of stuff because of being homeschooled. You learn things you don't learn, like your other friends that you might not even have in school that are being programmed to believe things that are weird, strange. Yes, I definitely yeah. have a few friends like that. Yeah, yeah. So, what is it that you do in terms of your talent and 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 what? You know, other than kid stuff, which I don't know what is even kid stuff anymore, because people are just like on on electronic iPads all the time. Do, do you do stuff outside of that? Yes, um, I do. I go to a bunch of different youth groups, churches um, mm -hmm. in my area, and um, I do. I hang out with my friends. Um, I try to stay off the electronics as much as I can. Yeah. But I mean, I do game a little bit, mm -hmm. um, and I have an iPad, and yeah. but I just don't have a phone. You don't have a phone? No, not yet. Oh, good for you. Good for and your I mean, dad. I don't need one. I yeah. have. I can do everything on my iPad, and oh, I just yeah. it's a better thing, so I don't have it everywhere, so I'm not mm. always not on it. So when you're here at these events, because they're all mostly health oriented, health focused events, and you're helping your dad, I know, and stuff. And is there anything that you you like doing and interacting with, like all these old people here? Well, I mean, I just love communicating with people and who have the same mindset as me, who understand me. Mm -hmm. And I just love talking to people and hanging out with people. So what is it that you're, uh, like when you're talking to people at your booth, what are you telling them? Well, I pretty much just give them the basic go around on what um, we do mm -hmm. and just stuff like that, just what I'm supporting at the time. Yeah, well, you can be a, l a little bit more, uh, let's say, you can elaborate further, uh, shall I say, on what it is that you're doing at that booth. Yes. Go ahead. Oh, elaborate. Okay. Um, well, so I usually stick around with two different things. Mm -hmm. um, it's mypatriotswap.com. Mm -hmm. It's a, um, it's an Amazon type product, but we make everything, and it's 
mypictureswap.com we're trying to swap stores and put out like stop shopping at um walmart and big box stores yeah now and so you provide a lot of things that people are already getting yes. but getting them out of the, the even the amazons of the world yeah yeah so amazon that, doesn't make anything we make everything and we ship it to your door and we have 400 different products from laundry detergent to cleaning products very cool about everything so we should probably be an affiliate for that huh you think probably i don't think your dad's talked to me about that there he is you're gonna say dad come on get with the program you're not what are you talking to robert about this stuff right right cool now did you see any of the events inside the presentations are you giving a presentation or anything are you ready to do something like that um i mean i'm sure i i could but um i haven't really thought of anything like that i have a feeling that you're grounded enough in this stuff that you could get up on stage and talk to folks about it i mean i did actually talk on stage for five minutes about it i saw you earlier today yes. that's why i said i think you're ready not okay. trying to rush you or anything, but if your dad like gets a little tired and goes, "Hey, kid, take over," you'll be all right, right? Right. All right. So, uh, do you have a message for? Um, I don't know. This is a broad question uh, for Planet Earth, for the people of Planet Earth, right here while you're on the show. Hmm. Well, probably just to like, if you have kids, keep them homeschooled, and just always be like following the truth, mm -hmm. and definitely. Just love, love everyone. Nice message. So jo Josiah, or you say Josiah, yeah? Yes. And F-A-L-A-N-Y? Yeah, well, I wanna say thanks to your dad. His name is Scott. Yes. That's my middle name. So thank oh. you, Scott, for letting your son join us today on the Robert Scott Bell Show. He's a bright light, and I enjoy seeing him all the time. He'll look you right in the eye, shake your hand, and you know he's present. And that's what I see uh, more often than not in the homeschool crew. And crowd so thank you scott for doing a great job with josiah so thank you for being here on the robert scott bell show you're welcome yeah you can hang out we're just got a couple more minutes to wrap it up here i need to uh see about chlorophyll do you ever drink chlorophyll no I've that's like plant blood it. sounds gross but it's not <laughs> uh it's like you can find it in chlorella for instance uh let me see if i have some chlorella here got some uh it's here y'all this is the stuff and by the way super done my wife and kids shoveled snow again today. It's not unusual for my kids to be able to do that, but for my wife, Nancy, to do that, that's amazing. And she says, again, all because of the energy bits. This is a, oh, yes. seen stuff like this? Yes, I have. This stuff's awesome. And it's given my wife so much energy, she went out and, and shoveled snow, which she couldn't do for a long time. Cool. Uh, so I'm very pleased. Y'all check out energybits.com. And there's an article about uh, chlorophyll, chlorella, binding to dioxins so those of you who are concerned about dioxin detox check out the energy bits energybits.com use the code rsb20 all right super d <laughs> i'm about done i've got to work on my powerpoint here we'll, we'll have a short bonus round but any announcements anything we forgot to mention today just so people know because i've gotten a few messages from people about uh, the energy bits i put a uh, a banner at the top right hand corner of robertscottbill.com that you can click on uh, to go straight to energybits.com. And you just want to remember to use RSP20 when you do that because that'll get you the 20% off. Yeah, exactly. So exactly. It, it is there. Also, I had, had a couple of people ask about that. Special thanks to our friends at Sovereign Silver who helped me to be here. SovereignSilver.com. This is our sinus relief spray. It didn't always used to say sinus relief, but now it does. Yep. And, <coughs> excuse me, as I cough, I need some. Uh, Sovereign Copper. Yay. And I'm going to be speaking about both of these and more tomorrow morning. So y'all come on down to 
The next our, step's uh, coming. Our friend Melanie Armstrong shot me an email. She is listening to the show right now on her phone, is unable to get into the chat room, but she wanted to make sure that I, uh, on her behalf, wished you a happy birthday. Thank you, Melanie. Thank you, everybody, with your wonderful messages. I'm going to celebrate with a whole lot of people today and some other people that share my birthday, and we're going to have fun. And uh, all I ask is that you do 57 burpees, too. I will burp 57 times. No problem. Are, you, that kind of, <laughs> <laughs> are we doing bonus time today or are we cutting yeah, it short? We'll do it. We'll okay. do a brief on it. Right. So, so this is awesome sticker I'm holding up. Unvaccinated lives matter. Although again, I still have problem with the un because you can't unvaccinate. And if you're not vaccinated, you're not vaccinated. You're not unvaccinated, but that's me meticulous as I am with the language occasionally. So with that, we're going to take a quick pause, be back for the bonus round. See what's up. I don't know. Josiah, thank you for being here. You're welcome. The power to heal is yours. Oh, are you? Oh, oh yeah. hey. Whoa. Hey, oh. What? What? It's a bonus round. What's, I didn't know 60 seconds happened that fast. What's going um, on? A little bit distracted. People are pouring copper shots and uh, salute and all that stuff. All right. I need a silver shot. You get my shots here. I need a jello shot. <laughs> That's not healthy. All right. There we go. I want a double here. Of Ooh, a double. Wow. Yeah. I can't see. I'm holding it wrong, but. Hmm. All right. So connection was a little, a little bit uh, wonky today, at least, especially starting off. I think it got better towards the end in the second hour. Okay. Good, um, good. So we're going to do this again tomorrow. I'm glad we had Jonathan on to cover for me. Oh, yeah, here we go. Come on good. in, Mom. Come on. Hey, Julia, come here. Careful stepping over. There you go. Stand by. And there she is, Mom. Hey, hi, everybody. It's her fault. It's your fault. Yeah. That's why I'm here. Mom. I gave birth to him 57 years ago. Yeah. Happy uh. birthday to us. Yay. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. Bring yeah. me on board. Yeah. So um, a lot of the freedom message comes from her, right? She instilled that in Absolutely. me. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, she's a freedom mom if there ever was one. Yeah. So uh, yeah. send your love uh, and to her as a birthday gift to me. You yeah. buy her book. Yeah. I don't follow rules. I no, make the rules. You do. <laughs> so uh, A Life of Many Colors from Israel to America. That's her book, yes. her autobiography. You want to read that. So did you chat with Babri? Yes, I did. Could yes. you understand him at all? Yes, I did. Good job, Apparently, honey. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's easier in person to understand than yes. on, get, online, yeah. you know, for some reason. No, I stand it, right next to him and I have to go, Babri, repeat yourself, please. <laughs> but you were speaking Hebrew? I, and yeah, Hebrew and English. Gotta get this a thing. mixture. A mix. Okay. A Very mixture. good. <laughs> yeah. And there's another woman, Chava, you haven't yeah. met. Have I you met Chava? I met Chava already, yeah. yes. She yes. also went to some Israeli restaurant that's not far from you. Yeah, that's yes. what she mentioned. Do you know about this? No, I don't. Okay, I so. have to find out. Yeah, yeah, it'd be nice to connect. Yes. So anyway. I hope it's organic. Ah, it's probably kosher. <laughs> I don't I'm not counting on it being organic, yeah. 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 <laughs> so anyway, Super D, what's going on out in the chat room or anywhere else? Uh, yeah, there's been a little bit of chatting going on in the chat room. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, it was this good thing sh- is made for bigger heads. I know you got a little. Head. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. uh, I, mean, I didn't like, realize I have a small head. I thought yes, I had a big one. That should be a little bit better now. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Okay. Better, yes. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Sherry, for your birthday messages. Um, Diana says, "Hi, Mom. Thanks for bringing us RSB." There you yes. go. Yeah, my pleasure. All right. <laughs> so once again, this this stuff, your your the folium. Yes. This yes, is the thing I'm you told it. me. You were on it for two weeks in December when you told me you were right. You felt more energy and you started sleeping better right away almost. Correct. And then yes. you went dancing on the 1st. You went dancing on the 29th. Right. And look, I know. And I haven't in, danced for three years prior to right. that. Yeah. Uh, that is so, significant. Yeah. You're still taking the cardio miracle. When yes. You remember? Yes, that's right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Did I take it today? Yes, you, you, I think I took it this morning. Well, we have yes. some right there yeah. with Kevin. So awesome. that's good. Uh, and, yeah. you know, if it can help you at 89, what can it do yeah. for all of y'all? I'm just saying. Right. Yes. But eat right, too. Yes, please. <laughs> yes, please eat right as well. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, anyway, this is the adventure. Uh, you're gonna, are you are going to stick around tonight and, and be with me tomorrow as well? Yes, yeah? I am. Because we got the gala tomorrow? Yes, I'm spending the night with yeah, you. you got it? All right, yeah. so we got a hotel here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thanks to Tia. Uh, yes. So, we'll set up and have some extra time. And yeah. uh, it'll be nice to hang out and have some fun together. Absolutely, so, yes. Yeah. It's wonderful to have you on, on our birthday. Yay. <laughs> Leslie, terrific Thursday show today. Thank you, Leslie. And you've been deep cleaning your RV while listening. Well, I hopefully we help you pass that deep cleaning time faster, <laughs> which will be nice. So let's see. What else we got, uh, uh, Super D? Any other announcements? What's going on tomorrow? Uh, do we have anything scheduled? I don't know. Nothing's scheduled. It's just going to be you and whoever you want to put on the microphone. Hmm. Tomorrow is Friday, right? Yeah. It is. Yeah. Already. All day. Oh, I remember when we were talking about Air America. We couldn't remember the name of that network, the liberal network. You you put the, the hosts on there at the yes. time. Al Franken, Rachel Maddow, Senk Yugar, Mark Maron, Chuck D. Liz Winstead, Sam Sater, Randy Rhodes. I remember Randy Rhodes and Janine Garofalo. Yep. Uh, you know, most of those shows were unlistenable, not because they were liberal, just because they weren't that entertaining. <laughs> And you know, it was not sustainable. They just they didn't have they didn't have enough people uh, interested in listening, and it just didn't work. Now a a number of these people they they went and did their own thing eventually. Um, Yeah, you know, I mean, Matt, I was on MSNBC. Al Franken is Al Franken. You know, Sank Weger. He's he's one of the uh, Young Turks. He's the guy who found. I think he founded uh, the Young Turks. Young Turks. Yeah. You know, Janine Garofalo obviously has her things going. Randy Rhodes, I think, has her own uh, show and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But as a network, it just it crashed and burned because it just yeah. people didn't want to listen to it. Yeah, it was unsustainable. Well, but wasn't that cool? I don't know if you'd ever heard the story as in depth. And I know there's more details to it with Jonathan that his becoming a part of the Reagan administration to dismantle the help dismantle the fairness doctrine at FCC. What a great story. I don't want to work for it because I don't believe the FCC should exist. Right. That's Jonathan. That was awesome. But how? who knew how he would impact our lives before we even met Jonathan years later? Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. It's funny how things how, how things work. Yeah. So any messages for the, the planet, the people of planet Earth, Mom? Just live today for the, as, as best you can. Mm-hmm. That's all we have is today. Yeah. There you go. Sage. Tomorrow will be today, too. Yeah, well, we'll get there. It'll be today as well. <laughs> yeah. Tomorrow we'll will be today. Yes. Yeah. Make today your best. And today, today will be your day. Yeah. 
That's right. No. You didn't make mom didn't make me a birthday cake. Can you imagine? Because I'm not a baker. She's not a baker. Yeah, that's Fabry. <laughs> she made so, you. She doesn't need to make a make a cake. Okay, Mr. Smarty. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I want to get uh Babri in here as well, real quick. Do you mind c- coming in? Mom, can you trade with Babri? Let him sure. come in. Yeah. Thanks for being here. We'll catch up some more after. And I don't know. Shoot, you can find her. Come and sit. No, 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 no room. Just sit here. Here we go. And he's got a big head, so I'm going to expand this compared to my mom. So have a seat and throw that on over your ears. <laughs> yes. Leslie's going to bake a cake for me and eat it in my honor. Hey, I want the cake, babe. Hey. Uh, All right. Hey, here's Babri. Super Don, see him? Hi, Is he showing up? Is he invisible? There you go. All right. And the crowd goes wild. Okay. All right. So I got to ask you a question very specifically while we're on here. I have the original, which is called Super Antioxidant Folium PX. I'm going to hold that up to the audience. If somebody is starting this for the first time, they've never uh-huh. taken this, I want you to tell, look in the camera and tell them how to take this first. What's it do? I have an accent. Will they understand? I will repeat it if they don't. Okay. <laughs> uh, first of all, they have to take it before meal, half an hour before. Yes. Before, uh, sorry, that's an important point. I wasn't clear on. Wanted that's why I want Babri on. So about thirty minutes before eating. Yeah, and then you have to differentiate from the other whether it's remedy or or vitamin supplements or medications. Yeah. Do not mix with them for half an hour. Okay. Separate out by half an hour. The okay. idea behind it is to give it the green light and the free way to do its job. Mm-hmm. Is that. And also, my recommendation is um, to open the capsule and put in warm water. Rather than take it in the capsule? Yeah, because the capsule itself, the container, is not a part of the formula. Right. It's just a carrier. Yeah. Yeah. So if you activate it like in warm water and drink it down, then yeah, well, okay. yeah, then it dissolves better. Mm-hmm. It's a solvent. We do because we do that with like the Cardio Miracle, and we do that with Canjest. So activate in warm water if you can to get best effort with that. So how many capsules at a time? Well, the recommendation is one capsule at a time, but they can they can uh, take two or three at a time. Would it be one, two, or three times a day? Yes, three times a day. So one capsule three times a day, two capsule three times three, whatever. Yeah, but I recommend take first day, very first day, uh, one capsule at a time, three times a day. So and build then, up. And build up. Yeah. And now, there can be kind of a side effect. It's not a side effect because first day or second day, maybe mm-hmm. it might cause some dizziness. If it does happen, it's a good sign. Don't panic. It's a good sign because that means that the product started working. Okay. It's and, kicking in. And then, then all these good guys and bad guys, they start fighting. That causes the dizziness. All right. Because most of the amount of the blood in human body goes through the brains. And that that might cause okay. some, some dizziness. So we're on one, two, or three capsules three times a day. I guess depending on the pace you need to go or how urgent it is. I don't know what you had my mom take that in two weeks she saw such results. Well, she took this and then took the other ones. Okay, so that now let's bring those two other ones into the mix. So 
We have the super antioxidant immuno formula, folium PX, and the super antioxidant relax. How did yes. she integrate the original with these two as okay. well? First of all, folium PX, you have to take separately, not, no, other, no other remedies or no other supplements with it. Okay. It does not effect on any other, does not interfere any other medications or supplements or, or, or remedies, vitamins. Okay. Makes no change whatsoever. It does its job and that's it. And then you, you follow with them together or separately one month and one month. Mm -hmm. Okay. You just alternate them. Alternate them. Yes. Are you taking all three at the same time? No. No. Okay. You take this. These two you can take same time. I'll tell you why. Okay. This is very concentrated for the MPX. Okay. Which the first one. Radiation and free radicals. That's why I call it Chernobyl level antioxidant. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So, okay. Yeah. And this is very concentrated. Mm -hmm. These ones have other elements besides the volume PX uh, elements. Mm -hmm. And if anything happens, if there is any loss of any essentials, the other other ingredients will, will neutralize it. Okay. Will, will compensate. Very good. But here we don't know what might take. It will not take anything. Just the opposite. We, it's shown. After so many years of tests, every every week is that mm -hmm. they bring all the essentials mm -hmm. back to the normal. Yeah, but you never know. Why take a risk? So this, that's PX. But these ones you take either separately, or follow with immuno, and then okay. So relax. first month this, uh huh. Then and second. Second month, either this and third month, this or together. Second month. Okay, and then and you that, come this, back around. This together is is the best best solution. All right. You alternate, and you come come back, back to for the PX next month. and then again. Then those two. Okay. Rotate them. So thank you for the clarity. It's it's you know it's it's a man. Healing can be complicated. I want to make it as simple as possible for people to try the folium PX. Let, let me correct you with that. Okay. These products do not. Heal or treat anything or anybody. Mm -hmm. Period. They they don't. Mm -hmm. What they do, they allow the body. They they help the body to treat itself. Correct. To yes. heal itself, and that's the be Accurate. best best accomplishment of of uh, uh, of medicine, as far as I'm concerned, since penicillin. Yeah. Okay? Well, because yes. because body heals itself. Like like if you have a scratch and do nothing, but the skin will heal. Right. Right. You don't even see anything ever happen, but. Same thing happens inside if you if you if you allow it. If you take all the junk out, clearly the folium PX is helping to do that because of my mom. I saw that. I'm yeah, like, well, no not doubt. All of them, but these these two, this PX and, and Immuno, yeah, they are great addition to it. And all three of them, as mm -hmm. I told you, we did a very uh, very extensive, very long, mm -hmm. very expensive, in my head, yeah, uh, oxidative stress test. Which took a long time, and what happened was folium immuno bested folium PX, and folium PX on oxidative stress it's it's shown that it does help 5G, but folium immuno bested folium PX and folium rollers bested both of them. Wow, on the on the 5G issue. Yeah, well, no, not, not only 5G no? over on oxidative stress. 5Gs? No, oxidative stress. Come on, man, roll with me. <laughs> He's so serious. Okay. I okay. know it's serious stuff too. But 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 yes. you know it was published in yeah. uh, in uh, the, uh, the peer review was published right. in the magazine of 
the National Academy of Sciences of Georgia. Mm -hmm. That is every scientist's dream. Yeah. So my dream came true because, and the, not not only that, but they they're so picky about the right stuff mm -hmm. that sometimes when they don't collect that many worthy articles, yeah, they they print. Uh, every other month or every three yeah they months. won't print just to print yeah they're waiting until they have stuff to put in yeah. there right so yeah. and we we have back to back <clears throat> very good two articles in five months issues nice very nice and you're staying here in atlanta with your family yeah with my daughter all right and and say hi to your daughter hello daughter hello daughter <laughs> my grandkids my son-in-law awesome well it's so good hello, to my friends reunite with you babri here in atlanta and i think Will you be at the next Red Pill Expo? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I've heard that it may be August in Des Moines, Iowa. Have you heard? Exactly. I told you yeah. that. You, you're the guy. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't going to reveal that, but yes, this is the little bird that told me. Uh, so it looks like August, and I don't have the exact dates yet, but I'll, I'll get them and add to the upcoming events list. You want to be with us in Des Moines, Iowa, and that will be in August sometime, uh, and uh, Red Pill Expo. And G. Edward Griffin is a big supporter of Folium PX. Well, all of them. Yeah. Well, all of them, of yeah, course, and, all of them. Yeah. But and, and he, said, start with he one. claims that he claims that because of these products, yeah, he's alive. Well, he's what? How old is he? He's like my mom's age. Ninety-one. Ninety-one. A couple of years older. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I asked him just recently, "Hey, Ed, when I when I grow up, I want to be just like you." Yeah. You know what he said? No. If you want to be just like me, don't grow up. Don't grow up. <laughs> That's great. Ed is amazing. Yeah, he is. All right, Super D, as we wrap up the bonus round here, I just wanted to get Babri in for uh, explanations of things that I haven't been able to nail them down on because we're all in different places and the connections and whatever. So I thought we're right here together. This would be perfect. So thank you for doing that. Hi, Don. Thank you so much. Yes. No, thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, so that's what we got for today then. Yep. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow with more from the Next Steps Conference, more surprise guests. And, um, mm -hmm. yeah, until then, I feel like I should sing a song. Till yeah, then. That's the wrong song. I like that song. That's a good one. Yeah, but that's not the right song. What's the right song? You sing it. I just want to wish you happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy well, by the birthday. Way, what? what? Happy birthday. See? Somebody knows. <laughs> yeah. Happy birthday. Thank you, Barbara. He forgot the reality. Oh, can you imagine? He yeah. forgot. How do you yeah. forget? That's he right. Was. He remembered yeah. just in time. Yes. All Thank right. You. Have a good one, Robert. And we'll see Thank everybody. We'll, we'll see, see everybody tomorrow. tomorrow. God bless you. Thank you. Uh -huh.